Good afternoon, Xbox Nation. Welcome to this week's new episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL, and we have a stacked panel, ladies and gentlemen. Two guests, though most of the crew is back. Pong Soul making his guest appearance. He's making his return <laughs> appearance to the Basically. chair that he owns. That's right, because obviously, you know, real life sucks sometimes, so you got to go to work and do pay bills, things of that nature. Oh, but listen, ladies and gentlemen, we have a great show. Four topics, all bangers, as the kids like to say. Uh, you're going to check out some Titanfall 2 footage. Folks, life has been so busy that I just haven't had a chance to record a lot of the new stuff. I definitely want to uh, want to get into the yapping happening, uh, the yapping happening today uh, uh, on Halo Infinite. Um, it looks wacky, uh, but I, I do like wacky, so I'm going to definitely jump back into Halo Infinite and see what they got going on and actually take time to record some footage. Cause you have, you ever, you know, you're so into playing a game, you forget to record footage. I, it just drives me crazy, but let's welcome in our guests. And first and foremost, uh, the steel one, the one that I was <laughs> literally just listening to him in Pong while I was cleaning the bathroom, while I was tidying up the house, a killer show this Saturday. If you miss living split screens, for our affair, ladies and gentlemen, you have to get and watch that great, great insights and big opinions on the CMA, on everything that's going on, uh, yeah. specifically on what is going to happen once Call of Duty does get into Xbox Game Pass. It's going to be on like Donkey Kong Steel. How the heck are you feeling? Hey, man, I'm feeling pretty fantastic. Uh, things have been going pretty well. Uh, the news just keeps on dropping. The games keep coming, and I can't get enough. Um, look, man, I, I just continuously appreciate that you welcome the rain uh, just on the show. I might as well just have a key to the back door. I'll you can have the key right to the front door. No look, back door. Oh, okay, you're, to the front door. Your family. Look, That's I'm right. I'm going to open up the fridge, grab me something to drink, make a sandwich, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to join the conversation. Let's do it, man. Appreciate uh, it. Good stuff, as always. Uh, and one, the second half of Living Splits screen pong so welcome back brother how you feeling oh he's you're muted he feels like he's on listen listen no my <laughs> mic my mic is still doing funny things to me so bear with me everybody but it is great to be back on xbox factor podcast on tuesday i got my brothers here we got guests here it's great to see everybody and started off the day with fantastic cyberpunk news that's yes. right one of my goats yes. of all time despite what everybody yes. else wants to see man it is back but we got a lot Watch of on. news to cover boom it's been a while so yeah. if i'm a little rusty bear with me but i'm here nah. so uh, I, listen we, we we definitely appreciate you yeah and, and rusty is something you can't do because you're on 17 podcasts so i don't <laughs> think there's any rust uh, welcoming in for the first time ever. Uh, we've had a lot of people run through the uh, th- through the podcast from Xbox era, but it is Jesse Norris. Jesse, thank you so much for being here, brother. It is great to finally work with you. You said you wanted to spread your wings a bit, and I am so thrilled that you are a part. Obviously, I watch you and Nick and John and uh, OBM uh, chatted up on a regular basis, and obviously, you know, you usually are the guy in the chair. You know, the guy that's mm-hmm. making all the big calls, especially when you're when they're live on the air. How are you? And welcome to the program. Hey, well, thank you for having me. I am doing great. It's fun to be on something I don't have to produce for once. 
Um, I get to just sit back and talk. Yeah, and isn't that out. great? Isn't that a great feeling that there's mm-hmm. no, oh my god, the stu- the shit hit the fan, or the they didn't get the show notes, or yeah. Nick went off on a tangent like he normally or does. Nick decided at the last minute to just take Father's Day off without telling me, and so then I've got to <laughs> be on and produce at the same time. Yeah, it's oh nice. my, yeah, it's good. But listen, Jesse, it's great to have you back. Obviously, this will not be the last time that you're here. Love the work that you're doing over. Uh, both in the review side of Xbox mm. era, but also in the production side of yeah. what makes that podcast tick. And we're happy to have you here. Uh, let's welcome in Mav. Mav, you uh, joined us late yesterday on the impromptu special edition Xbox Factor podcast. And you're back, brother. It is great to have you here. How are you feeling? Uh, doing great. Uh, awesome. We're joined by some awesome people here. This is like a man, this panel is stacked. Boom. Yeah. All superstars. We're going to have we're going to have a blast. Um, I can't wait to get into some of these topics that you sent. It's going to be a fire show, everybody. Uh, And I'm glad to see Steel and Pong here together. The whole living split screen brothers. We we haven't spent enough time together, have we? Yeah, this this weekend, we've spent a lot of time together. We've been playing Battlefield later. A heck. We've been playing the heck out of Battlefield, and I, it I, looks I really good. Like I've seen some of your some of your streams, and I gotta admit, I'm I, I feel like I gotta play that game now. It's running smooth, it's man. Really so much good better, now. dude. It's yeah. Um, I, and I have a feeling we may be playing some more today. We'll see. Hey, straight to it. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I may have to do some recording of footage and jump into that because that that really does look like they have cleaned up. Yeah, they a significant the amount of yeah of, of big issues. Uh, and, uh, you know, maybe we'll, at some point we will see, uh, you know, that come back and, uh, you know, be a bigger player in the space. And I'm glad they're getting their stuff together because, you know, yeah. it's 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 sad to see the way Battlefield was. Uh, you know, and now Halo didn't have that issue. They had gr- they had great, con- you know, the, you know, starting content. It's their finishing content. That's been the issue. So mm-hmm. it's a shame to see both franchises that are, are legendary IP struggle, but it's great that they are not giving up on the on them and that we could see uh, new and improved ways of playing. Like I said, Forge is going to be the game changer for uh, Halo Infinite, which I can't wait for. I mean, you've seen all the maps that people... I mean, I, I saw someone made AT-ATs, walking mm-hmm. AT-ATs on a... What? Yep, sign me up. I'm in. I'm, I'm good. And uh, you know what? You know what's going to be the try. Again, I went off a tangent here, but what's going to be the triumphant uh, story for Halo Infinite is the community that does forge. Like John, we know is a is a, is a is a is a forger. Is, that guy knows all his he stuff. talks about is yeah. how much he's enjoying what he's doing without any specifics. Because right, right, he, he can't he can't say much. Ooh. But I'm going to say what what is going to be the great story is not how three four three saved Halo. Uh, I think they're going to take a, an unbelievably public backseat to uh, the community who is essentially going to save the IP, save uh, the uh, the brand. And, and, and you know what? Why not? Why shouldn't it be the community that still has stuck behind a game that launched as a service game and just can't keep up with the Joneses, so to speak? But I can't wait to see what the community does. But let's continue with the introductions because this is getting long in the tooth. Uh, Daniel McGee, what's up, brother? How you feeling? Welcome back. Oh, I'm doing great. I'm not really a Halo fan, so I didn't have anything to lose. Mm, okay. <laughs> but your, no. mic, your mic is just a pinch loud. Oh, let me just. Yeah. Is that any better? 
Yes, it is much better. Yes, there you go. Okay, sorry. Uh, no, but yeah, it's uh, it's been a great time. I uh, about halfway through Red Dead Two. Don't know why I waited so long to play that game. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I got to uh, chapter six and I fell off. Yeah, I, I know how it ends, and I'm not looking forward to it. That's the big thing, is I'm doing all the side content because I'm just trying to avoid that ending. So hopefully I still like it by the time we get there. But I think we're yeah. going to have a great show today, and yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. And last, no way least, uh, Infinite Umbra. What's going on, brother? You guys had a great show Friday evening. I was in the chat for a bit. I'm not sure if anyone saw me sneaking around. How you feeling? Yeah, we had our security dogs out there. We saw you come through. Yeah, I'm good, brother. How are you? Good morning, everybody in the chat. And, uh, you know, people on the panel and to our guests, of course. Still, Rain, by the way, you may as well just be a panel member at this point, brother. You're uh, that's what here. I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Welcome oh. panel member, pain, uh, Rain. Still <laughs> yeah. Rain. Um, I was going to say, though, I want to rain on y'all parade, uh, Mav and Pong, and y'all enjoying this battlefield while we suffer here on Halo. I'm not feeling that that energy that you all have going I'm on. I'm suffering right here. here with Halo too, man. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's right. That's true. You are a Halo fan too. Well, all right, but no, but I was going to say, Danny, you you playing RDR too? Yes, sir. Yeah, I haven't played. Oh. I bought that game when it first came out and just put it off because everyone was saying how long it was. It's uh, a long game. It's a long, long game. Yeah. It is, and especially if you really dive into like the side content or whatever. But, man, that's a hey, masterpiece. Halo Infinite is better than Red Dead Redemption too. I wouldn't say Uh-oh. that. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Let's go. I wouldn't say that. There we go. Those. Battle Royale. Now, Salt's coming out, and I'm, I'm, wow. I'm expecting Kabuki to throw Salt in people's eyes right now. Uh, <laughs> Red Dead Redemption 2 is my game of the generation last gen. No question. That in uh, The Witcher For me, game. it's it's uh, the last generation, even though the game was just phenomenal. Uh, not my game of the generation at all. Yeah. We should actually have a podcast about that. For me, it was uh, Division 1. Uh, that's my game mm, of the generation for Fantastic. a multitude of reasons. Uh, but listen, let's we as as we starting to roll into the uh, we got 262 people here. I want to say welcome. Uh, if you are finding uh, the channel for the first time, I would ask that you consider subscribing. Uh, this week is the third week in a row where I'm doing five live streams Monday through Friday. Uh, quite because I just you, you, there's some days you can take a break, and there's some days where the news is just too vibrant that. You got to stream, and I'm quite enjoying it, and I'm thrilled I'm th- and incre- incredibly humbled that people do come in and tune in for when the shows go live. So if you're finding it for the cha- channel for the first time, please consider uh, subscribing, hitting the like button, of course, hit the bell icon. And folks, I am three followers away from 10K. Isn't that crazy? That's bonkers. Hey. Uh, so if you're not following me on Twitter, head over there, follow me. I'll follow you back. Um, and, uh, let's, let me hit 10 K. That would be pretty cool because I don't know how I'm going to get a blue check mark. I've tried and they have denied it's me. At the door. I know it's, it's, and I have 138,000 tweets by the way, which is bonkers. And th- I, I've never been flagged. I've never been reported. I'm a content creator and I'm still not let into the, 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 the they will not remove the velvet rope, uh, which yeah, I'm. They I'm, haven't done I'm, it for any of us in like. Yeah, like I, I'm feeling the type of way about it. So you need an organization behind you. It feels like. Yeah, I, I right guess I, it, it's a shame that they gatekeep the way they do, especially when you have uh, places like Xbox era, places like Double Barrel Gaming, and so many others, the Iron Lords that that um, offer positivity, that offers inclusion. That act, lets everyone in through the door. It, it's a shame that they don't have someone that's actually because they don't. They really don't care at the end of the day. Yeah. But, ladies and gentlemen, 
I want to start off today's show with some celebratory type of news. Now, you're not going to find this story on many podcasts, but you're going to find it here on the Xbox, uh, you know, the, the you know, this Xbox show, because we cover stories that are very large and stories that are very small. And I think that this is a big story that no one is talking about. And I got to I got to give a big shout out to, of course, Idle Sloth, uh, who, if mm-hmm. you don't know him on Twitter, I'm a good friend of his. He's a good friend of mine. He is one of the best play- people to follow, especially when if you're looking for Xbox news. I call him the Internet Sleuth because that's pretty much what he is. Well, thanks to him, we have now learned that Aaron Greenberg, yes, that Aaron Greenberg, Mr. Good Guy himself, uh, has been promoted within Microsoft. And uh, to be honest with you folks, again, not a story we're going to spend an hour on, not a story you're probably going to hear, hear on many podcasts, but I think that it's worthy of a conversation simply because of what Aaron Greenberg does bring to Xbox and its community. Uh, if you've ever had the pleasure of, uh, of talking to him, and I have, uh, both in person during E3 2019, I had a chance to have a conversation with him. He is a, as genuine as a human being in person as his persona presents him in uh, in the social spaces. Um, and uh, he, I, again, I, I, I pulled this directly from Idle Sloth on Twitter, at Idle Sloth 84. Uh, it says this, according to Aaron Greenberg's LinkedIn, he has been promoted from general manager Xbox Games Marketing to vice president of Xbox Games Marketing at Microsoft. And considering how big of the uh, moves that Xbox are making in this space, it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. I'm just going to run through the panel real quick and, and get you, you know, get the guy's opinion on this. Uh, you know, we'll start first with Jesse. Uh, look, again, not a story you're going to hear on many shows, but I really do dig Aaron Greenberg, not only as a representative of Xbox, but as a, as a public facing human being, like he does a lot of charity work that goes unnoticed, untalked about. And if you would ask him, he'd like, yeah, you know what? It's not really that I don't talk about it because it's not, it's not why I do it. And that's the kind of person he is. Is this uh, something that you're happy to see happen? Oh, extremely. Um, I've had very limited interactions every time, been super nice. Everyone that I've met in the industry over the last few years has nothing but positive things to say about him. Um, I think the biggest thing with him is he just, he gets it in a way that, you know, big executives don't always do with gaming is he really gets what Xbox is, what the fans want. Um, there, There's no one better there um, outside of Phil, who also is surprisingly nice when we had him on. Um like there, there's no one better, I think, for um, that company to interact with the fans. Now, there were times in the past he might have offered too much um, promises, or like the I know a lot of people point to May a couple of years ago with the um, the initial gameplay for series consoles and that type of stuff and hyping it up. I think he's gotten really good at not overhyping anymore. He's just there, super positive all the time, really just loves gaming and that always comes across. So it's great to see him succeed more and more. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I I love to see the good people get the promotions. I love to see the good people get the success uh, to get back what they put out. Uh, Pong, yeah. let's go to you real quick. Um, this is, this is a big deal. It, it's a, it's a big deal for, uh, for him personally. Uh, and considering how many moves we expect Microsoft to make after, 
um, this deal with ABK gets done, whether that is in November or it does get brought into the first quarter, which is what you said on on Saturday's show. You 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 were in my camp. You believed it was going to be this year, and I I think we both. I still believe that there's a chance, but I think that I'm starting more and more to get like you, where you think it's first quarter. The moves that they're going to be making after this deal, if you think it's it's over, it's not. And giving it, giving him a, a bigger position, uh, I think is incredibly important uh, to you know to keep someone of his status quo there. Yeah, yeah. You want to you want to keep. First of all, congratulations to Aaron. Um, you know, for again showing consistency throughout his career and just sticking by Xbox and being one of the faces that we in the community get to know so well because Xbox is so forward facing and they're out here amongst us. Um, Whatever you think, again, of course, at the end of the day, it's all business always, but having people like Aaron, like Phil, like Sarah Bond out here among the community interacting with people on Twitter is really unique for a company the size of Microsoft, um, even their division by itself, Xbox, um, and it's special. Uh, And Greeny is one of those main characters that we get here. And like Jesse was saying, he's one of us. Uh, He's one of those guys who is a gamer at heart, just like Phil, just like basically the entire Xbox team. Whenever you see him talk about games, you could truly believe that they sit down and play what we're playing. Um, and so to see somebody like Greenberg uh, continue to progress uh, in his career at Xbox is awesome. Um, and you want, like you were talking about, Boom, with as big of movement as Xbox and Microsoft are making now in this industry, now all behind it, 100%, changing the industry, um, you know, moving forward, trailblazing. Uh, new ground for you know the entire industry. You got to have continuity, and you want to mm-hmm. see continuity at the top because that creates stability throughout. And so, having Greenberg get moved up, get promoted uh, in in a position that he excels at, uh, from my point of view. I mean, we can have that discussion if anybody wants to have the discussion, but I think he excels at what he is uh, supposed to do. Um, that means to me that everybody there is getting rewarded for all their hard work through all of these years, through the tough times and the good times. It's always easy to get promoted during the good times, right? But Greeny stuck it out from the beginning, like Phil, you know, through all the bad times, dark times, you saw him in that documentary. Um, And so I think right now he's starting to get his flowers and that's, that's the way it should be. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for the entire team. Uh, and going forward, I expect big things, even bigger things than even the Activision Blizzard deal as we head into this uh, generation further. So uh, great, great, great news. Uh, happy for Greenberg, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Why so serious in the chat says Greenberg drinks beer beers with fans. Yes, he does. <laughs> yes. Uh, which he, he has posted on many social media aspects. So we know Greeny likes a nice beer or three uh, for sure. <laughs> Uh, you know, let's uh, Mav, let's bring you into the conversation. This is this is good because um, one of the things that you have to worry about uh, with talent is keeping them. Right. I'm not saying that there was ever thought that Green Greenberg would leave. I mean, he's been with the company, I think, 30 years. It's it's he's been there for as long as Phil Spencer, maybe even longer. Um, so you don't expect someone like a Sarah Bond or someone like him to pick up and go. But it is nice to see someone get a promotion that is along with the character that they have been putting out there for what seems like years. 
Oh yeah. Uh, sometimes good guys win. Right. And it yep. seems like he's uh kind of like Phil been a lifer there and just worked his way up and, and done, done, put in the work. And now, you know, he's being rewarded for it. You know, at the end of the day, um, in the back of my mind still, I know a lot of us kind of feel like a big part of one of Microsoft's and Xbox's weaknesses this last generation uh, has been their marketing side as well. Mm -hmm. Right. So, but we don't know if that's like on Aaron necessarily. Right. So what I'm curious about is like, does this give him more control hopefully to potentially do more awesome things? Right. Because the getting in front of the audience and, kind of being in touch with what they want seems like he has he knows what that is but then when sometimes when they come out and it's time to deliver right it's time to deliver what everybody knows that we want to see and and really create that hype right xbox tends to sometimes fall flat on their face you know and uh, i'm hoping this maybe gives him more control and leeway to be able to make some decisions with that if if that's what he wants to do you know what I mean? And uh, overall, he's a great dude, though. Like on Twitter, he's absolutely awesome. He interacts with so many different people, yep. uh, stays in touch with the community. Uh, seen so many pictures of people with him at uh, at events and everything like that. And he always seems like he makes time for everybody. He does. So he I'm really super does. I'm super happy that uh, to see that for sure. Yeah, no, good stuff. He's not following me on Twitter. Aaron, if you're listening, brother, you know, a little follow would go a long way. I'm just saying uh, but uh, D- Daniel McGee, uh, this is this is great. I-, I-, I love to see big companies uh, reward the people that when you talk about them universally, they're praised. And Aaron Greenberg is one of them for sure. And I like what J- what Mav actually just said, because if there is some criticism, uh, it, you know, from Microsoft, one of their Achilles heels has been messaging and we don't necessarily know. If uh, he had, you know, full, full, you know, charge of that, maybe this promotion does give him that, and he does have a better, you know, uh, look through the window, so to speak. What, what, what are your thoughts on this? And isn't this, is this good news for uh, for Xbox? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's, I mean, it's it's definitely better news for Aaron Greenberg, but it's, <laughs> I think it's good news just across the board, right? Like. I, I couldn't name a specific like marketing campaign that Aaron had his name on. Um, but I know what he does for the community mm-hmm. and it's just, it wouldn't be the same without him. Right. He's, he's always there on the front lines saying the things that need to be said and, and being part of the conversation. He's, he's one of the reasons why Microsoft comes across as so human, even though they're yes. this massive company, they managed to have these people who are, you know, on the Twitter levels or they're guest starring on podcasts. I don't know. Maybe we can get Aaron on the show. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, it, having people who actually come out and talk and speak their mind, obviously they can't, you know, break NDA or anything like it, it helps to make that company feel like it's made of people instead of just this like faceless corporate machine. Uh, yep. And Aaron is a big part of that. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't be happier for him. Nice. Yeah, good stuff. And I actually, that's a great point. Uh, You know, obviously, Microsoft is a very, very large company, a very large conglomerate, and it's it's easy to get lost in the size of the company. And that's the one thing that we have to say specifically about Xbox. That doesn't happen. 
Uh, and Aaron is a big part of that for sure. Umbra, let's get your final points on this. You know, seeing that the, we got we got confirmation not only from Idle Sloth to put it out there, but Aaron Greenberg thanked everyone for you know congratulating him, and that, that confirmed it for me. Uh, are you happy to see Aaron get his flowers, so to speak? Yeah, I'm always happy to see good people get you know. I guess I don't want to say the comeuppance, but I'm always happy to see them be rewarded, I guess is the word. Uh, Aaron is a good dude, as we all know, if you've communicated with him or seen him online. And that's the one thing I really appreciate about Microsoft. I've said it before, like it's much like the community where we're always reaching out to each other, to even, even if it's to appear on each other's podcast or just communicate on as far as party chat on Xbox, things of that nature. And Aaron and and a lot of the execs and such in Microsoft, they actually further that thought. Uh, he he does follow me, by the way. Boom, eat your heart out. As <laughs> one, throw that out there. Um, you know, no no shame. That, that ain't right. You know, no, you know what it was though, right? You know how I got him, right? Ah. So I, it was Black History Month, right? Um, <laughs> it was Black History. Month. When you, and you, but see, that just goes to show you that he it doesn't matter with him. He follows you because. You're, you're no. <laughs> a prominent member of the community. No, it's, it's true. honestly. It's true. No, but I guilted him. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm just going to be honest with you. It was Black History Month. And I was like, yeah, Aaron, why don't you follow a brother? I know he's like, oh, a brother. Okay. Got you. No, but seriously, though, Aaron is a good dude, man. And I'm, I'm happy to see that for, for anybody who, like I said, is a good person and, and is deserving. Uh, and I'll say that even if we, like Matt pointed out, if the marketing part hasn't been as great for Xbox, which we can all agree, I can imagine with this raise and, and position change, I'm sure it'll probably pick up. So I'm, I'm hoping to see uh, some really good positives for for that in that area, too. And like, like you said, too, maybe it's some things he can actually implement that he didn't have control over before. So well, one thing, Umbra, too, right? Like if there was any question about like who makes a lot of the decisions with marketing before and like that, some of that's alleviated knowing this title change now is a t- vice president of marketing for Xbox. Right. So. Um, we can kind of look and have a clearer picture of that to know where some of the um, fault lies at times when things seem like the ball's been dropped. You know what I mean? So, yep, absolutely. Yeah, no, but I'm I'm excited for him. I'm happy for him. It seems like a lot of people getting this VP situation going on for him. First, Phil. Now, now, uh, Aaron. Who's next? Yeah. Sarah for sure. Like I said, yeah, once she has a new title every week. Yeah. <laughs> well, she she's she's I I I I, I throw her flowers as much as I can. I think she's a she's a huge part of the success of Microsoft uh, now, currently, and 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 in the future. I I have a strong suspicion, and again, I have no inside connections whatsoever. Remember, I said this first. If it happens, I think that once uh, she has done such a great job, uh, I originally said that I think she is going to succeed Phil. But I don't see Phil going away for uh, going going away for years. I I, I just don't. Uh, honestly, if I were to pick a, a, a potential landing spot for Sarah Bond, it's the head of Activision, uh, because we know that uh, Blizzard is in good hands with Mike Ybarra. Uh, I don't know who the head of uh, King is, but the one thing about King is all they do is make money, and whoever's there, it hasn't been caught up in any sexual lawsuits or anything. So. I would imagine said person is going to remain in that in that position as long as it's not Bobby Kotek, who's the head of that of King. Uh, so I, my landing spot for Sarah for me uh, would be potentially Activision. But again, that's just me spitballing here. 
Uh, really great points from everybody. Uh, we have 402 people in the chat. I want to say welcome to everyone. A big shout out for making this another successful podcast because when you have this many people, anything after 400, folks, is a bonus. Uh, real quick, two Super Chats came in. Shooter, 2853, has been not only a channel member for a month, Shooter. Thank you so much for that. Uh, he drops an outstanding and very generous $10 Super Chat and says, Hey, Boom, Mrs. Boom, Mav, Jess, Jesse, Daniel Steel Rain Pong, and Sir Infinite Umbra. Hope you're all well. Thank you for the great entertainment. Well, thank you, brother, for the generosity. And, of course, more importantly, the kind words. And Black Sausage drops an outstanding $5 Super Chat uh, and says, Everyone needs to play Metal Hellsinger. Dude, I freaking can't wait for that. That is uh, Doom turned up to 11 with death metal. I mean, what could you possibly want more? And that has been confirmed um, today uh, that it's going to be on Xbox Game Pass, both PC and console. Uh, I I can't wait for that. That's going to be a big deal. But let's let's move on to the, you gotta the next time. You got to get Steel's opinion here. Come on, uh, Steel, I didn't get you? Uh, no, nah, but it was all good. Oh Everybody no, a no, 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 no. Let's steal. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is what happens when you, when you have too many people in here. Steel, thank you for the save, Pong. Steel, listen, you have been very vocal in the past on, on a living split screen regarding marketing for Xbox. It is a monster part of the business for gaming. Uh, sometimes Microsoft gets it wrong, uh, but I think that they got it right now, uh, especially by giving someone who is always on social media, who is always community and front-facing, Aaron Greenberg getting the VP spot. What are your thoughts on that, dude? Uh, I mean, everybody else pretty much knocked it out of the park, so I'll make it quick. Um, Hopefully, this alleviates the problems that Microsoft has in their marketing department. Maybe him getting moved up is going to actually push that out more um, since he does Mm -hmm. have that good favor with the people and everything. Um, That's the major space that they're lacking in. And I want to actually, I know everybody sings Aaron Greenberg's praises and everything, but I don't know the dude. And um, if I ever end up meeting the dude, who knows? But I do want to see what he actually contributes overall to the marketing department because thus far if i was just going to base it off of his work i mean you got to be able to do more than just talk to the people you have to actually put the games out there and they're not out there so i can't i can't sing his praises um that way but i can't say he does seem to be very forward facing um does seem to understand what it takes is just actually implementing that because he's been in that position for a while and maybe well not in this position but um at least being part of the marketing team for a while and if he hasn't had enough of an influence to make a change at that point um even being with the company as long as he's been i don't know how much is going to change with him moving up um but hopefully it's a lot because xbox really needs it so there's um there's one thing that has it much like with 343 kind of rebuilding on the fly, it feels like Xbox is rebuilding their yeah. marketing. Yes, they brought in Tina Amini. Yeah, um, she was the editor in chief over at IGN, and now she is, I believe, the she like is the director of their broadcasts and mm-hmm. event strategy for bringing really. Is that something that just recently happened? No, that was um, that was in June ish, I think. Wow, I that what so, went yeah, so right like over the head of me and everyone else. Things like XO, you know, those mm-hmm. types of things, bringing live events and stuff back in so right and, and that's what i want in see. that process of rebuilding so much yeah exactly and and that's that's more more so what i want to see is see somebody actually make that presence felt 
um, and just put Xbox on the forefront because uh, I mean, it just seems kind of it just seems very lacking versus what they're trying to accomplish. It's kind of like this: is you're you're pulling against yourself. You don't need to be. Why don't you just hey, everybody let's get in the same room and let's head one direction. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I agree, uh, and, and your criticism is on point. Uh, you know, again, the one thing about uh, about Steele is that he doesn't throw shade for no reason, and you had some great points there. Actually, points that no one else talked about, and I'm glad that you did because there has been somewhat of a miss, uh, a miss, so to speak, when it comes to marketing, uh, especially you know when you said with the, getting the games out there, which we know why they're not out there mm-hmm. this year. We know that they are coming next year is going to be a powder keg of Xbox stuff. And see, um, but that's that's part of the conversation for me, though, boom, where it goes a little bit deeper. Um, just dive out on the deep end for a little bit because sure. it doesn't just have to be first party. That's the thing. If you're ahead of more, if you're a part of that marketing team, it doesn't matter. It should be games that are coming part of your ecosystem that yeah. you should be marketing because those are potential avenues to introduce more people into your ecosystem. Isn't that your goal or are we all confused? And that's in, and that's what I'm currently kind of fuddled about because I don't know which way they're really trying to go. It's like they're they're playing one direction, but you don't know exactly. It's like a new quarterback to a new team. Like you know how to play a quarterback, but you may not know how to play within this team. You know what I'm right. saying? So yeah. that's no, no, no. Listen, good, good stuff. I, I, lo- I love how we open up the show, but I want to move on to topic number two, ladies and gentlemen, because I think it's it, this one is pretty interesting. Now, this one has been reported upon by numerous sites. Uh, and I know I know super, two Super Chats just came up. I will get to them momentarily. I do want to get this uh, rolling. Uh, the Callisto Protocol, uh, a game that mm. Pong himself cannot wait to play in the dark <laughs> with headphones Stop. on and strapped to the TV where he it's either why, plays or he does. Wait, <laughs> why am I the new Zemi? Now, Stop. <laughs> I'm not. I'm no. only saying that because I heard what you said. Oh, I'll yes, play Dead Space, but I'm not playing Callisto. Protocol. Correct. Correct. <laughs> All right, listen, Callisto Protocol, one of my most anticipated games because I'm a Dead Space stan. Right. Uh, I actually have game footage recorded of I, that. That's old as hell. I mean, it's, come on, it's the Xbox 360 uh, upres. I'm looking forward to Dead Space, but I am more more so looking forward. To the Callisto Protocol because it's by the team that made Dead Space. They went out there and they put this new IP together, and it is a, a pays homage to the original. But we know what happened uh, with this studio, right? They they were sent packing in the in, in the most EA way you could possibly get sent packing. And then what does EA do? They go out and they, a couple of years later say we're going to remake Dead Space. I, I, so so I'm happy. For Glenn uh, Schofield, who is the director over there. But this is very interesting, folks. Now, from what I understand, uh, I think Sony does have the marketing rights for this game because they showed it on their stage. So what we're going to talk about is not happening now, but it is going to potentially happen afterwards. And uh, the the, uh, Callista Protocol director teases that Xbox Game Pass... Uh, could be the next landing spot for Callisto Protocol. And uh, this comes directly from Glenn Schofield. And he, this is what he had to say, folks. I don't know yet. We, ha- we, have, we have talked about it, says Schofield. I think we have to give the game time in the market. That it will be sold, etc. But, well, 
we're very close friends with Phil Spencer. I've known him for a long time. He's very into the game, and I'm very into Microsoft. We're doing amazing things on Xbox with ray tracing and even use a lot of Microsoft's technology inside of the game. And they've been giving us a lot of help, so we're going to do everything we can to collaborate with Xbox. Now, you see my face, right? Watch the eyes, the crazy eyes, because... I'm going to sidebar this shit right now. And as great as Callisto Protocol it c- coming this year is awesome. The fact that he says what he says, which I have quoted him saying, is even better. He has a great relationship with Xbox. He has a great relationship with Microsoft. He's good friends with uh, um, Phil Spencer and team. Well, the sidebar comes the way of this is the question. Now, we know Microsoft is all about adding talent to XGS. And just reading those taglines, to me, ladies and gentlemen, and maybe I'm, you know, maybe I'm reading too much into it. Steele, I'm going to go to you first on this. Oh, wow. okay. Yeah, because, you know, I, I nearly skipped you, so I, 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 have, <laughs> I, I, I owe you uh, at no least that. Look, we know that Microsoft in regards to publishers, are probably mm-hmm. done for a while once the ABK deal goes through. Now, again, yeah. I, I could be wrong, but if I'm... I, we have heard, and again, folks, this is just spitballing here. I have connections, very small ones for my size of a channel, but I do... I have heard from several places that Microsoft had certain moves that they were going to make in uh, this year. Uh, And then they were were starting to set up at the end of last year. Moves like adding IO, Crystal Mm -hmm. Dynamics, things of that nature. We have heard those kinds of those rumblings. Um, But when you get ABK dropped into your lap, hey, Bobby Kotek calls you up. Hey, do you want to buy us? You know, you you got to you got to take everything off and streak the hell out of the place because, you know, that's that's a once in a lifetime deal. The same way Bethesda was a once in a lifetime deal. Yeah. Deal hearing what uh what Schofield has to say seems to me like a manifesto to say we are looking to be acquired without saying we're looking to be acquired. If P- Callisto Protocol jumps off the page like I'm anticipating it will. I think it's going to be yeah. one of the best-selling games this year. I think it's going to be one of the biggest games on all platforms this year, simply because horror is is not a game is is not something that you find in every corner, right? Right. This is a new IP. This is the same team that brought us Dead Space. Mm -hmm. Does Microsoft look at this and say, you know what? Let's see how this game does. If this game hits like it and it slaps, like I think it's going to slap. Do you think Microsoft makes an offer when they're done with ABK? Um. I think at this point, um, would they need to make an offer? Um, of course not, but I think they probably should just to have something additionally as part of that library, right? Um, horror games, especially this year, are, are doing something crazy that I hadn't seen in a while, and that's really just making a comeback. And I've seen a lot of people um, this time around really hyped to see these games coming out. Um, now, I'm not a horror game guy myself. Dead Space is definitely that fine line for me, and even some moments in Dead Space – until you recognize that the game mechanics at the time uh, probably they had they had to work with what they had like moving out of certain areas and the enemies wouldn't chase you anymore. Um, even with that, 
anticipating it just still made my skin crawl sometimes. So with a game like Callisto Protocol, I mean, I'm on record currently saying, hey, y'all want me to play Callisto Protocol day one? I live a split screen, got to get to 1K. Because as of right now, it's just it's just too much going on for me. Um, now for Xbox, again, you're you're fitting a niche that does again that is getting a lot of traction and then also jumping off the attention of like a dead space or everybody's have has that memory i don't know if it's going to do gangbusters but it's definitely going to catch the eye of the audience that it needs to right the core dead space fans um they're gonna get in this which is also gonna get them get them hyped for the rematch which is basically coming right around the corner right after um but yeah i mean i think they should i mean you want variety and phil's always said that uh, where we want as much variety as we can. Sure, they're also looking at other ways to get more family-friendly things, but why not get a little bit of everything? And I don't think it would be too much over the moon to get them a part of that, um, especially with the way the things are going on. So that's my, that's me. I mean, listen, it's, 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 uh, all I can say is when I hear that, that kind of talk, and I, now, uh, Pong, maybe you know this question, maybe you don't. I see some people saying in the chat, doesn't the PUBG uh, group own them? I, I I was unaware that they did. I, I I thought that they worked with them. I didn't know that they were own, they were owned by them. But look, regardless of the fact, uh, I love what the guy is saying. I love the fact that he's he's talking about yeah, you know, we're using Microsoft tools to build mm-hmm. this game. They have been very helpful with uh in building this game. Uh, I, he's good friends with Phil. They're good, you know. They're good friends at Microsoft. Mm-hmm. To me, that sounds like, you know, to me that sounds like, hey, listen, you know, we'd like to join Xbox. Uh, would would they be uh, if this game hits? Would that be the kind of studio you think they'd want to add? Well, I, I, you know, again, yeah, they are underneath the PUBG, uh, by the way, uh, because they were actually formed to expand the PUBG universe, and that's right. where the that rumors uh, of Callisto Protocol happening within the same universe as PUBG started. However, uh, Schofield has um, come out and clarified that uh, Callisto Protocol became its own thing, and it's outside of the PUBG universe at this point. So, um, listen, I'm always for adding talent, and if we're in speculation town, of course. Of course, boom, anything can happen. I'm always I'm always on board with them expanding, and like Steele said, the horror genre is having a huge resurgence right now, a huge rebirth. Uh, within the video game industry so of course it's always nice to have studios they've got tango uh who obviously does great work in the horror space as well but if you could add another studio that are experts uh masters of their craft uh yeah absolutely of course why not do it um i just think that after the abk deal i think there's a bunch of smaller deals already lined up um and i think that you know i'm right there with you brother i i I agree I think that they've kind of been, you know, in a traffic jam right now uh, due to ABK. And I think all those are going to be announced um, as soon as that acquisition gets through. Um, you can never have too much talent, though. Again, it's like any other industry. When you find it, you got it to, if you can have the opportunity to step in, bring it underneath the umbrella for Xbox, of course you do it. Um, I just think that these guys, when they stepped out of the shadow of EA and they, they kind of broke away some of the team from dead space and, and formed their new studio. And that they, again, they are underneath the PUBG uh, group. Um, I think that was kind of their move to finally be able to do what they want to do. Now we know Xbox allows their devs to do it creatively. So if there was some way that they could get from out from underneath 
and they really wanted to come over to Xbox, sure. Uh, you know, but again, do I think that's realistic? No, I, I don't think so. I think they're probably pretty happy. Seems like they've gotten all the support they need from everything that we've seen from Callisto Protocol. It's looking top notch. This is looking triple A. This is this is the next big step up for this team. Um, and I just I'm curious to see how Callisto Protocol do it does. It has a ton of hype right now. Um, and I think to the Game Pass comments, I think this is one of those games that down the road, six months, 12 months, when they've seen those sales kind of cap uh, at a certain point amongst all the different, uh, you know, uh, places that the game's going to be put on, then I think that maybe they start looking at a Game Pass to, you know, get grab those extra people who may not have jumped on board, um, you know, and get a nice little bag at the same time for, uh, a game pass deal so i think that eventually happens but yeah no i mean if, if the talent ever becomes available i'm all for it i don't think there's ever enough uh to go around i i, I think you got to bring in people good people uh when it uh shows itself to be available so i i definitely think that's something they could look at down the road for sure yeah good stuff and I, I absolutely agree jesse let's get your opinion on this brother i mean listen close protocol like pong said is getting a lot of hype. Uh, I'm certainly hyped for it. I'm a horror guy, so I cannot wait to play it. Uh, and but I mean, look, hearing the the comments of it coming into Game Pass, uh, it sounds very promising, as if they've already talked about it. I mean, that that's what he, he seemed like he was implying that they've already discussed it. Um, and uh, obviously, they want to see how sales are going to go. This is a you know, some people can consider horror niche, right? Like, is this going to sell? Like a new Call of Duty? Probably not, but it's still going to have a subset. It's, I mean, it's going to move two, three million copies in the first week, at least in my opinion. Um, what are your thoughts on them potentially uh, coming into Game Pass? More importantly, maybe they make a, or Microsoft makes an offer to, to get the studio. So um, the Game Pass, like Crafton doing PUBG, PUBG into Game Pass, they've had a pretty good relationship. relationship with yeah. yeah, they own um, Unknown Worlds, who makes Subnautica. Those have come in. Um, I think it's more an issue of when, not if, it ends up in Game Pass. Uh, probably dictated if they've got that marketing deal with Sony by whatever they've got in there because they're so aggressive in there keeping things off of other subservices so they can pull it into theirs if possible. Um, I think the as a target for acquisition, it would be Crafton. It wouldn't just be one of their devs. They've got a lot under them blue hole PUBG, yeah. um, rising wings unknown world they've got a lot of different genres covered mm-hmm. under what they do and i don't think xbox is going to be looking for individuals themselves uh activision zenimax they might look for individuals like the actual publishing arms that they bring in if they're looking for an individual, I never, I never actually add. thought about that in the bigger picture things. That would put the yeah, PUBG Blizzard company. just added the ones who did um, the Mage BR. I forget the name of them, but yeah, like they're adding their own individual studios. I do think Xbox is going to focus on publishers. So Jesse, you don't think that Microsoft is going to go after the Sobos or the IOIs and things like that? Because most, I, I will say, they, argue, they most might fans want, believe so, they would. With the 10-year contract they've got with Asobo, um, it is different. Like, I think they probably, much like they oddly do with NVIDIA, have a first right to refusal on them being um, acquired. acquired. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the case where it would. One's where they've been working with them already. And even then, I think it's more. I think they have the same thing with Avalanche as well. Yeah. Like, they're, anyone they're doing a publishing deal with, I wouldn't be surprised. 
Um, outside of direct publishing deals, I think the focus would be publishers. And also, where do those studios go? Do they go under Xbox? Because Matt Booty already has a lot of work to do. Yeah. Like, do you make another publishing arm eventually? Or do you just start letting ZeniMax and Activision Blizzard King doing things? Especially since Activision won't be putting 28 devs onto Call of Duty, presumably, <laughs> in the future. So, I, I do think, as a whole... Um, the game, I imagine, will be on Game Pass sooner than later. No idea when, unfortunately. It's always so hard to have any idea. But I don't think they'd go just for that studio when they've already got an owner. I think they'd go for the owner. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me in the least, to be honest with you. I mean, that that's that, that would be another giant publisher and one that no one would expect, to be honest with you. No one and would they've got even... a really good relationship with them. Yeah, yeah, they absolutely do. Uh, and that's that's pretty interesting there. Uh, D- Daniel, oh, Matt, we'll get back to you. So, yeah, so you had to pop out for a second. Uh, Daniel, let's get your opinion on this. Listen, you've done some uh, videos where you talk about what's next for Microsoft, you know, in, in regards to uh, what when they're done with ABK. Because we know, I mean, they've already said it, they've publicly said that we're not done. Uh, this is yeah. just a, a stepping stone to solidifying, you know, content for Game Pass, which is the big thing. Game Pass is the, the big play for our xbox and we saw that with the official announcement of the friends and family plan for as low as five bucks a month so it is going to be a big big deal uh what, what are your thoughts about callisto protocol potentially coming into game pass again not at launch because mm-hmm. that's a shame that's that's actually a shame that would have been a great title to have if they would have gotten uh if they would have uh microsoft would have snatched up those marketing right deals uh before sony that could have been a day and date uh, you know, launch and it would have been considered, you know, almost a first party launch because of its quality. Uh, but it, you know, him saying what he said, it, it's eventually going to come here. I, I like what the way Jesse put it, and it's not if, it's just pretty much when at this point. Uh, but uh, do you see uh, this, uh, the PUBG owners being, uh, you know, eyes for Microsoft at some point, considering the PUBG used to be the king, but kind of is just not anymore? Yeah. I mean, so, okay, so whenever I've done those videos, I haven't really brought up Crafton, partially because I don't think most people know that they exist. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And secondly, because outside of a couple of studios that they have, the majority of them are, are just kind of like mobile studios, um, which normally is not something that I would have thought that they'd be interested in. Uh, and I don't the know ABK that they are more... deal might change that though. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't know if them buying King will make them more or less interested in buying additional mobile developers since they'll own one of the biggest ones in the industry. But Crafton is specifically, I think it's their Korean, right? So yes, their mobile developers probably appeal more specifically to the Asian marketplace where mobile gaming is bigger than anywhere else. So it might be a, a pretty worthwhile pickup. I, I'm not personally a huge fan of, of Subnautica or PUBG, which are both under the Crafton banner. Um, but there's no denying that they're extremely popular and, and huge games. So if they were able to to purchase that and bring it in under the Microsoft banner, it would be uh, huge news, obviously. Um, and I don't necessarily even think it would be super expensive. I, you know, PUBG is probably driving that price up, but not a ton. PUBG Mobile. Yeah, PUBG Mobile specifically, which actually I think PUBG Mobile, if I'm not mistaken, is developed by Tencent. Um, Mm -hmm. So there might be some like mess happening there where they might not be able to acquire it without making some kind of deal with Tencent. I don't know necessarily necessarily that they would want to do that. I, I know that they have some undisclosed level of investment into 
definitely blue hole. Uh, I don't know about specifically striking hole or striking distance, whatever it is. Uh, but they have some level of investment into crafting. Um, it's not a you know a controlling amount, or we would know about it. But right. regardless, if you were to buy crafting, then ten cent would would get a pretty good paycheck out of it. Um, and I think that they definitely have enough control that it would be a, a confusing situation uh, as to what goes where. Um, but in terms of just getting Callisto Protocol into Game Pass, that's something that, you know, I don't know, much like Jesse, like, I feel like that should happen at some point. I don't know when, um, but it definitely rings as like the type of game that would do very well in that context. Because there's a, there, like, horror games are sort of making a resurgence and a lot yep. of them are showing up in Game Pass specifically, right? Like we're getting Scorn. Yes. Uh, I think Outlast was in there for a long time. Like, there's just a lot of that in there because it, it makes for a, a good, like, group time. You know what I mean? Horror games are huge for streamers. Um, and I don't know if Callisto Protocol is going to be more horror or more, like, action horror. But I feel like it still fits into that vein. So I think it would be really good for them on any level of pickup. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely agree. Uh, Umbra, let's get your opinion on this, brother. What What are your thoughts on... Um, you know, listen, the, 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 the one thing that we have learned about Xbox Game Pass is that they constantly surprise us with games that we didn't know, A, we wanted to play or that we should be playing, but they go sometimes for the big swings. And uh, hearing uh, that uh, Schofield has such a good relationship with Microsoft, with uh, Xbox, specifically with Phil Spencer, this seems like a no-brainer. Um, this is one of those games uh, that you put into your uh, your your marketing materials right along with your Call of Duty and everything else that's going to be in there eventually. At some point, it's it's you know Game Pass is just going to be such a juggernaut. People are going to uh, why wouldn't you put it in there? Yeah, no, I I agree. You know the thing about me, I'm, I'm, I told you I'm greedy. Boom, yeah, I no, I, and I like it. I yeah. like it. Yeah, yes. I'm I'm greedy. I'm I'm like. I'm like that overweight kid at the at the buffet. I want it all, man. So <laughs> give it to me. You're going back for thirds. And you don't I'm care what anyone back. says. I'm on my fourth plate <laughs> with ice cream and everything else that I don't match. It. I got a salad there I'm not going to eat. I want everything right there. Um, so I'm, <laughs> I'm greedy as hell, man. If Microsoft can get it and it's going to Game Pass, I'm never going to be like, nah, let them keep that out there. I don't want them to own everything. Yes, I do. I want them to get it because I'll get it on Game Pass. And yep. nobody's going to make me feel bad about that. I'm, you can try, but it's not going to work. But I'll selfish, say this. Umbra. Yes, selfish, Umbra. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, greedy, I love greedy it. and selfish, Umbra. But I'll say this. It's like, you know, he has a good relationship with Phil. So you could say, boom, that this studio's in within striking distance. <laughs> yeah, I like what you did there. I like what you I'm did sorry, there. I striking distance studios. I had, the I had makers. To I had to do it. Plus a protocol. Forgive me, chat. Uh but yeah, you know, I I feel like it's possible. You never know, right? Um just because though to say just because they do have a good relationship doesn't mean it will happen. I guess if we're speaking realistically, they are owned by Pub Cor- Corporation as was pointed out. So, it but it's not impossible that they can be acquired from them. But um, I, I just don't think that they would, especially with the if this game is as well received as I believe it will be, they're probably their profile is probably going to go up after this, right? So I don't see Pub Corporation being like, yeah, let's get rid of you now. So to be fair to that, I will say this too: um, Schofield had this recent controversy. Boom! I'm sure you saw it, uh, where you know the the crunch culture situation popped up. Um, I wonder. 
I wonder how that will affect anything as far as that he had to walk it back. I know recently, but uh, yeah, they were talking about he he has you know got people working mo- uh, long hours mm-hmm. uh, to get the game done six days a week, uh, and he, he did have to walk that back. Yeah, I I, I saw it. Look, folks, uh, no one likes crunch. No one, no one should be rah rahing crunch. I, I know that you know, uh, you know, we've we've heard some people say, you know, crunch makes the better game. I, I, I guess I, you know, I'm not a developer, so I don't know. Um, but you know, I, I as a, as a as someone that does you know upwards of five shows per week, I, I understand that sometimes you got to put the pedal to the metal if you want the best product for the people that support your, 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 you know, your, whatever it is, your channel, your game, your, you know, live service, you, you, you got to go the extra mile. And sometimes, you know, rest doesn't come as easy as it, as someone that doesn't put that much time into it. Now, does that make my product better than theirs? That's, that's subjective, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, is a controversy? Yes. Is it devastating? To the to the brand, I don't think so. I, I think that you know they have to be better about speaking about spe- you know specifically about crunch because it is it's a big no no in the industry, and we know that Microsoft does not uh, uh, use crunch to its advantage. Some people think that's a disservice. I disagree. I think human beings come first before profit and before games. But you know that's just my opinion. But good stuff, uh, Mav. Let's get your opinion on this, and we'll move on to topic number three. And real quick. 10k followers officially live on the air. Ooh, Thank congrats. you. For the, the, Congratulations. The three people that that joined. Thank you very much. I'm going to try for this damn blue check mark because well, <laughs> I don't give up very easily. Twitter, if you're listening, come on, man. You know, I I'm one of the good ones and I think I deserve it. But anyway, enough fl- throwing flowers to myself. Mav, wh- first of all, um I know I know that the, it's a long shot of an acquisition right but it's just the, the way that he was talking about his relationship with Phil the kind of game that Callisto Protocol is going to be let's just let, let's walk it back like uh, like he did and talk about it coming into Game Pass uh it seems as if Game Pass is going to be one of those uh deal breakers for people, developers, publishers going to Sony. Because Sony has contracts that are ridiculous. Like, you can't talk about the numbers to this person. You have to talk to us first before you do I think people are going to get tired of Sony. Sony is going to be in third place after this deal. Maybe not, not, uh, not, not, not immediately, but Microsoft is going to become potentially market leader at some point. And they've been behind the eight ball for so many years. That's what competition... I, Pong, you have some great points about where Microsoft is now and why them buying Activision Blizzard King isn't a problem because Sony has been in first place for what seems like a decade. Uh, you know, if you go all the way back to the PlayStation, um, you know, one, two, and three, yeah, three, they had a little bit of a flop in the beginning, but they came back and they've been a market leader since the end of the play, uh, PlayStation 3 generation all the way through PlayStation 5. Well, now it's time for a new king, and that king is going to be Xbox. Uh, seeing games like this, is this the last big game we see coming to Game Pass? Ooh, is this the last big game we see? Yeah, I mean, like, you, do you think this is like games like Callisto Protocol that have such oomph behind it? Do you think that this is a big get for Xbox? Oh, once yeah, it eventually yeah. comes, and do you think that this is become is going to become the norm? Yeah, it's definitely it started becoming the norm uh, last year when we started getting big third party games day one on Game Pass, right? That when it, this is not even going to be a day one thing, so it even makes it even more likely. I mean, we get 
big games in Game Pass all the time, even from NBA 2K all the way to yeah. Red Dead Redemption and games like that. I mean, they, they come all the time. So the question is just rather when, not if. And I agree with Jesse on that. It's and it just depends on what that what that Sony contract is like. One hundred percent. We saw the leaked uh, Capcom marketing rights agreement with them uh, for Resident Evil before. And if it's anything like that language in there, we're going to be probably waiting at least six months to a year or maybe more before we actually get to see that in Game Pass. But, but uh, we'll I believe we'll see it. And as far as acquisition goes. Man, um, one thing I would not want to do is ne- try and negotiate with Glenn Schofield because if you guys seen him, he's like one of the most intimidating uh, people you've ever seen before that's a game developer. I mean, he's like the mafia. He's like a mob boss, like up there uh, doing uh, presentations on the stage, dude. It's like, uh, so that would be intimidating to to even try and negotiate something like that. But as far as um, them acquiring them, I think it's unlikely because because of Crafton as a whole. And if I was, I'm just thinking selfishly as like an Xbox gamer and what I want, do I want them to acquire Crafton? No. Right. They don't have a lot for me personally, as far as the games that they put out there, Callisto protocol might be the only one that I'm semi interested in really even uh, playing. Um, they also publishing that everywhere game. I believe that was at the, uh, um, uh, the Keeley show at the Gamescom Keeley show as well. And that's going to be like some kind of blockchain type game that they're, that they're making. So they're doing a lot of things that I just personally don't have much interest in overall. And when I look down the check boxes, right. Of the, of those, of the smaller studios that are out there that I would like to see Xbox acquire things that make sense. Like maybe like a certain affinity, things like that. Right. Uh, yep. This studio would fall way below about 20 others for me personally as far as that but individually this game i think is going to be a great get for game pass when it eventually happens it'll and and it'll happen for sure yeah can i put a uh acquisition target on on your radar uh casey hudson started a new studio yes he has certainly has i've been saying that from the minute he since he he signed the documents to start that studio yeah and if is he salty about uh, you know the whole three four three situation or anything like that? You think? Uh, I I don't know. I I wouldn't. I I can't possibly speak to his internal thinking. But um, he. I mean, he. So he's the the director behind Knights of the Old Republic, the entire Mass Effect trilogy. If there's one person who you want to get on your side, uh, especially if you're focusing on the uh, the Western RPG market, you want to get Casey Hudson in the fold whether you acquire the studio or just do what playstation's been doing and go over to this brand new studio and be like hey your first game you want us to pay for it like microsoft needs to get on that because that yeah that yep, studio yep, is yep. going to be making I, he is a bus. former microsoft yeah. employee too yes yes he actually yeah, he, was. he was let go i don't remember which where you what is uh part was, he was with microsoft he, he either let go or removed on and it was no uh, he, he left head, he, yeah he 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 left. He was working with the uh, the VR, not the VR, the uh, AR team. Uh, he came okay. back uh, to Microsoft, and they put him on because that's what he, he has a passion for uh, the the augmented reality that they were using with the Hololens. He was on the Hololens mm. team, uh, and after a couple of years there, um, he left. He went back to you know wanting to, wanting to make games. He went back to EA to help them with uh, Mass Effect. 
uh, and uh, got so disgusted over there. I said, you know what? I'm going to make my own studio. And he <laughs> left there to start his own studio, which he currently has right now, which he is in development of a new IP. Okay. So, I, was th- I was thinking of who's the 343 guy that got uh, was a creative director there that got Chris Lee. Chris Lee. Okay. Sorry, yeah. I get them. Yeah. No, that, that's that's quite all right. Well, listen, ladies and gentlemen, that's topic number two. This next one is a good one as we close in on 500 people here. Let me catch up with some of the super chats. We have double X Grum, double X drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, <laughs> use this $5 to bribe Aaron to follow you. Listen, he is now the VP of marketing. He don't need my cheap $5 and uh, and he's probably going to laugh at me. And he's, and he's the kind of man that wouldn't take a bribe, to be honest with you. Uh, but, dude, first of all, Grum, I, I, it's a name I don't really recognize, and it stands out. So if you're new to the channel, number one, welcome, brother. And more importantly, thank you for the generosity. We certainly appreciate here. Uh, and if you didn't know, well, we use these Super Chats not for our own game buying, but for giving games away. That's right. For the remainder of this year, Mrs. Boomstick and I are giving away $2,000 worth of digital gifts uh, in the next uh, four months, uh, September, we're doing a $500 giveaway. Boom's birthday bash. That's the end of the month, end of this month. Uh, November, we're doing uh, Mrs. Boom's birthday bash, which we're giving away $500 worth of digital gifts. And for the holidays, whether that be for you, Christmas, Kwanzaa, uh, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate, we are giving away the most we've ever given away, folks, $1,000 in one show. Uh, that's right. A thousand dollars of digital gifts and all of our international viewers are welcomed, uh, because we will, even though you're not within the United States, we will not say you can't get your prize. If you want, if, if the picker picks your name and you are, let's say in the UK, uh, you know, or you're in, uh, Southeast Asia, we will use a uh, PayPal, uh, to get you that money. Cause PayPal is the safest thing for us. And we pay all, uh, transfer fees as well as all changes in denomination from one region to the other. We pick up all that on our backs. And all you got to do to win, folks, is be in the chat. But if you are a channel member, you drop a super chat or you are subscribed to the channel, you get extra entries. And uh, again, biggest, biggest giveaway. By the time this year is done, Mrs. Boomstick and I will have doled out $3,000 worth of, of digital gifts. And that is funded by you folks. That's right. We take the Super Chats. We put them away after Google takes their 30% because that's what they do. And we tuck it away under our pillows for a rainy day for these big uh, giveaways. And that's how it's done. So if you want to support the channel, become a channel member, uh, drop a Super Chat in there. And uh, who knows? You may get picked on one of these big uh, upcoming uh, events that we have. But listen, let's get to topic number three. And this one is pretty interesting. Now, during Gamescom, uh, Matt Booty, who doesn't really get enough FaceTime, in my opinion. I, I, I think Matt's a good dude. I haven't had a chance to talk with him like I did Aaron uh, or Bonnie Ross or a, a, a any of the big wigs over at Microsoft. Uh, I, but I, I know that he's doing good work. A lot of the times we, we wonder what work that is because he's not as forward-facing in the public eye as maybe we would like. Certainly, I would like. I'd like him to be out here more often, but that's just not his style. He's a behind-the-scenes kind of guy. Can't argue that. You know, obviously, Sarah does what she does. Phil, Aaron, and everyone else, Larry Herb, you know, they're forward-facing community folks, and they they handle the business. Well, he had a bunch of things to say, so much so 
that the interview with him, I had to literally break up into several shows. So we're going to be talking about what he had to say regarding um, the initiative. Not today. Today we're going to be talking about something different. Tomorrow night we're going to be talking about the collaboration that's been confirmed between Undead Labs and the Coalition. That's right, folks. The Coalition is helping Undead Labs with Unreal Engine 5 for uh, uh, State of Decay 3. That is incredibly exciting. And we're actually going to have uh, Andre uh, Doyle, who's a, who's a friend of the program, who's been on uh, primetime before, making his triumphant return. Uh, and he knows tech. He's a, he's a techie, so he's going to be breaking down exactly what that means for that particular game. But uh, here is what Matt Booty had to say uh, regarding uh, the new Fable. Uh, and this is something that we've all been waiting for. We don't know when this is uh, coming. We have no idea what it looks like. But we do know that Playground Games is, in fact, uh, doing it. And after their after last year's Forza Horizon 5, is there any doubt that they could deliver? Well, certainly not from me. But this is what Matt Booty had to say. Uh, it's pretty lengthy, so stand by. He says this, folks. They will show it when it's ready. Uh, part of my job is giving air cover to the team. They don't want to show stuff early before it's ready to go. But there is one game where that uh, that is kind of flipped uh, that has kind of flipped around. Where every time I see I see something, I say we should show this. It's Fable because there's a lot of cool stuff. The team has made it clear that I am not going to be able to show anything until it's ready. Sad face emoji, but I understand. This is what he continues to say. Playground, and he pauses. Just what I'll say is that the craft and dedication that they brought to Forza Horizon, every bit of that is going in and being applied to Fable, and they get it. Let's be honest. Giving Fable to a racing team could be a little bit of a head-scratcher, but they have proven that they get it. And I'm excited for, for when the time comes to be able to show more. Pong, this is great news. I know that there's a lot of people that say exactly that sentiment. Why would you give a racing team fable? That's preposterous. How do they know what they're doing? Well, they've hired a lot of folks, specifically from the Sony side of things, that make God of War, that made Horizon, that made Metal Gear Solid Five, open world type of developers that also get it. When you hear the confidence, and I get it, I get it, well, you know what? Why shouldn't he be confident? He's the you know the head of uh, of Xbox Gaming, and he should be confident. And I and of course he should be, but I don't think he's blowing smoke, so to speak. I think that he is generally impressed with what the team is doing. How excited are you for Fable, and does this give you confidence? Oh, of course, absolutely, one hundred percent excited for Fable. Fable is one of my favorite, uh, you know, three hundred and sixty franchises, and uh, it's been languishing for way too long uh and it's great to have it on its way back again and i have the utmost faith in playground i love studios who break the mold and i love studios that go outside of what their expertise is because they want to be one of the best studios in the world they've stated that fact many many times um and we already know obviously 
the quality, uh, the passion behind the Forza Horizon series that that team has brought, um, that studio has brought. And now they have another team taking that and putting it into a genre they've never touched before. But like you said, Boom, they're going outside, bringing in a ton of talent to help them with that transition. And I think that all signs point to Fable living up to what we in this community and, and we old Fable fans are, are bringing uh, as far as the hype goes for this game. And I, I have the utmost faith in this team. Um, and I think that Playground is going to show that they were serious when they said that we want to be considered one of the best best devs in the world. And I think that the Fable is going to put them on that pace. And so however long it takes, um, whatever they need to do, I don't care. I don't care if this is 2025. I don't care if it's 2026. When Fable hits, I think that this is going to surpass even some of our expectations because they understand the history. Uh, they brought in some of the old Lionhead uh, people as well to work on this. They are geographically located in the right uh, area to bring the humor back to Fable, um, even if they does set a more serious tone this time around, a darker tone, which I'm all for. I think this is going to be more realistic-looking Fable. I think the art direction will go away from the old Fables, which I know some Fable fans may not agree with, but I'm all for it, especially with the power of the current gen. Um, use it and bring me that experience. Bring me to a new world uh, and give me something um, give me something different than I had before, but sprinkle in that old fable humor and that old fun. Let me kick some chickens around and all that kind of stuff. That's what I'm all about. But Playground's going to nail this uh, 100%. And I think that, uh, you know, hearing Booty's um, thoughts on it and that he wanted to show it already. And you could say that's just him speaking from an Xbox side of things. I, I get that as well. But I think that he was really serious. Booty doesn't talk a whole lot. We don't get him in a whole lot of interviews. So when he is out here promoting something like a fable, I'm going to sit up and take notice a little bit more. And the fact that he wanted to show it and they're turning him down uh, speaks volumes uh, to where we're at. Because we know uh, Xbox now knows um, from the community that, hey, you can show things way too soon. Like, let's not do that because then people get really impatient. So I'm back on the train of, Hey, let's wait until it's really ready to be showing off um, before you give us anything. And I think that's the route they're going here. And I think it is the correct route, but yeah, everything in this interview was really cool. And I'd love to hear um, actually outside of even playground uh, that him and Phil got to play in exiles game as well. Again, these studios Playground obviously was already on the map. We we already knew who Playground was because of Forza Horizon. And obviously, um, we had huge expectations for them. But overall, all of these studios that Xbox has acquired through the years are expanding. They're growing their teams. They're getting more resources than ever before. And they're being allowed to push the limits of what they're going to do. And I think Xbox has really put a focus back onto quality. There is no more pushing out games just because we got to get something out the door. And that's why I think that Fable specifically, they know the importance of this franchise. They know they are rebooting a fan favorite franchise. And they're not going to push that into our hands until they are satisfied that this is going to be the experience that we've all asked for and been wanting for for years and years and years. And I think that the, that's where Playground's 
expertise is going to show up. Obviously, we know the environments are already going to be incredible just from Forza Horizon. Um, and then on top of that, all the talent that they brought in from the outside to fill in the rest, to learn how to make an open world RPG, to do character building, which obviously, again, is not a part of Forza Horizon in any way, shape or form. All of that. We're going to see it in its glory once it gets to us. Uh, I can't wait for it. Yeah, good stuff. Steel Rain, let's get your opinion on this, brother. This is great news. Uh, again, Matt Booty doesn't do that many interviews, but this one, he, I mean, I, I guess maybe he's been ho- you know, holding back. He really dropped some big bombs about uh, the initiative, about what they're doing with Perfect Dark, about Crystal Dynamics, mm-hmm. uh, specifically about, uh, about uh, State of Decay, getting help from um, the fine folks over at the Coalition. But th- this particular uh, part of that interview I thought was incredible simply because i'm like pong a huge uh fable fan i cannot wait to see what this team that's known for racing does with this with, with this franchise and and i do equate it to see exactly what the team that used to bring us only kill zone did with horizon a zero dawn and their most recent release forbidden mm-hmm. west now forbidden west did release buggy but they've they have they have okay. course corrected since I mean that team was only known for Killzone, right? And out of nowhere, right. they they release uh, Horizon, which is one of my favorite new franchises for Sony. It's I have okay. a I have a strong suspicion that we could see the same type of success from Playground. What are your thoughts on what he had to say? Um, I, a lot of what Booty had to say is just kind of like just reassuring the fans that they're moving in the right direction right yeah um i definitely want to see because you definitely seen a lot of really extremely hype about what playground's doing with fable uh, so that's that's definitely going to be the main proponent for me personally um as someone who's a fan of fable um more so on the back end of three when that ended up coming out because i played in the co-op with my wife was one heck of the experience for me um but that helped that made me fall in love with and also go play two and so the series is something special to me so I'm also a supreme fan of the Horizon series and what Playground has brought forth. Uh, so a lot of the things that uh, Pong was touching on, some of the same things that I'm excited about um, because Playground really does have the potential. And like you mentioned, Boom, um, they could do that exact same thing, come out with a different type of game and really hit it out of the park. Um, I've mentioned this before. My main thing is can they bring a character to life because right now i mean again when you're focusing on the car element of things and then the environment there's a lot that goes into that i know people try to make forza seem or a horizon seem more so like it's just some car game um but it's not just some car game right so there's a lot that goes into that and, and there are magicians when it comes to that uh not only the engine but also just as far as like game design and everything goes as far as what i have been demonstrated over the last five horizon games so um i want to see a lot what's going to happen from playground going into fable um but yeah man the main thing that i took away from it was just he seemed excited man and when you see that it's just something every time that i hear phil speak on anything um concerning the xbox and what he's trying to bring to the community um and this is what he stands for it, it just hits you differently and it makes you makes you at least internally say okay man man i i feel like i'm welcome in this ecosystem that i'm in um it's continued to support my investments in there and that was the main thing that i took away from uh from from his comments and everything so i'm, I'm i mean that's good stuff jesse let's get your opinion on this fable has been on a lot of people's minds specifically xbox era we don't know what's happening what are your thoughts on what he had to say regarding the studio 
Oh, you're, you're muted, Jesse. I don't, I don't know what happened. Oh. <laughs> Dog was barking, so I hit the button so it wouldn't come through, and I forgot. No worries, brother. No worries. Um, it is exciting because I do think it was one of the games that got announced early, like very early, probably not more than two years into dev, um, while they're still really building up the studio. So knowing that it is moving along, he's really happy with what he sees because they were at the time where they had just started reinvesting. They were almost dead in 2017. Um, they start that investment up. Playground wants to do an RPG. The Xbox is like, hey, why don't you make it a Fable one? And they they were happy to do that. And I always feared it was going to be way further off than um, everyone was expecting because it was announced, you know, kind of, it had leaked quite a bit, but then it got announced kind of out of nowhere. People are like, oh, it must be a little further along if they're announcing. But that really was the time that they didn't have much. They had just started reinvesting. I think they kind of knew things weren't going to be super close if they weren't like a third-party deal to bring something into Game Pass day one. So it's good to hear that it's coming along well, like we did with um, Perfect Dark, which we'll talk about on another show. It's it's exciting. I, I love the series. I'm really interested to see what a modern take on it is. I don't, I don't think it's going to be a like a huge game. I'm hoping it's a more dense one. I'm hoping it like it's something that is more defined and, and less open world map game. Cause that was one Action. of the things I was really liked about the original fable trilogy was it's, it's just all about your character. And then like the world is sort of there to serve growing your character. And if they get fable, that's what I take out of that type of statement. I mean, that's that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, the one thing that we know that uh, a lot of these games can be expanded upon through DLC, which I would imagine is going to be a thing. Uh, how long before people start talking about, well, we need a Fable 2? Because, you know, obviously Fable 1 isn't even here yet. Uh, I am happy to say that, you know, we what we've seen, I, I think they're going to take, because we know that they got a couple of devs over that helped with um, The Witcher. A couple of those devs came over and maybe they, I don't know specifically who it was that they got, but I know it was mentioned and they got, they got devs from a lot of places that specifically worked on these big open world games. I, I mean, for your, I I understand your take. I don't want it to be too small that it's over too quick. Like I wanted to have side missions. I wanted to have a main mission. Yeah, And I meant more just like a, you know, you get those checklist map games that just yes. are these enormous. You don't want an Assassin's that, Creed type of yeah. deal for this. You can do a saying. lot of stuff in a smaller play space, like especially with your writing and and if you've got with their more RPG approach, um, lots of talking, lots of yes, just, yeah. I want to I want a, a big game. I just don't want a, a big game. Yeah, yeah, and and makes perfect sense. Uh, let's see, who haven't I gotten? I didn't get uh, I didn't get Mav. I didn't get Daniel. I didn't get Umbra. Umbra, let's go to you, brother. This is one of those flagship IPs that had been dormant for quite some time. Uh, and uh, when people when it got announced, one of my biggest criticisms for Xbox, and I and I, and I'm not going on a tangent here, has been their lack of uh, bringing back classic IPs. I'm still waiting for Banjo. I'd love to see Conquer come back seeing how well that the you know, high on life is going to do because if it's, if it's, you know, it's bad behavior, so to speak, uh, they still have a long ways to go. They are, they are on the right track, uh, obviously, but I, I, I want to see uh, uh, this particular uh, fable come back in a big way. 
are you moved by what Booty had to say regarding how he feels the game is coming along? Yes, the Booty moved me. Yes, um, you know, I will, I will never get used to his name, by the way. I'm going to have to start calling their brother Matty B or something. I don't know. I, I just feel wrong. Like, yeah, Matt Booty. I'm like, nah, that's not right. I think he has enough power and money, by the way, to change his life. Anyway, no, seriously. Uh, I, um, I'm excited as hell about it, man. Fable has Fable was always one of my favorite uh, franchises. It actually really got me into the RPG genre more so than anything else, I would say, playing part one and two. And so I'm actually very excited to see this. I was wrong before where I thought this year at the showcase, we would probably see it teased a little bit to see a, like a little overview of or yep. something like that. And could, because it seemed like it was further along, but I, I expect that maybe next year, or t- if not, I, I guess next year will probably be the case. And if he's coming out saying what he's saying now, I'm actually more certain that we'll probably see something shown at the showcase next year. Depending, yeah. depending if they do the whole 12 month thing again if they do that again maybe not but if they don't we might see it showcased next year at the uh e3 equivalent or whatever they do um actually really excited to to see it and one thing i will say though uh matt booty a lot of times when you hear him talk it, it seems he seems kind of low energy and i think it's just his, his nature right it's his personality so to see him have a little bit of excitement for this when he talked about it did give you more more hype, I guess, because he's always so like relaxed in, in his tone. Uh, it, it does also seem interesting that, you know, Microsoft doesn't really go heavy handed into uh, how they will go and push games out. So he's yeah. like, hey, we want to see this. And they're like, nah, we're not ready yet. And he's like, OK, <laughs> you know. It seemed like it, like they give them enough power to to kind of to dismiss them if need be, and that, that shows you the quality not only not only the of the respect that Microsoft gives their you know people under them, but also it shows Playgrounds uh, level of quality where they're like, nah, it looks great, I'm sure, but we're not going to show this until it's like pristine. So for that reason, at all, and even if you all, I'm pretty all sure you all have seen like some of the the. Um, the uh, concept art and such like that we've seen what we people yeah. are assuming it belongs to uh, to Fable rather, and if that is true, I am expecting this game to look spectacular. Yes, uh, I, you know I, I hear Jesse on it when he said he's hope it's big but not too big. Man, I hope this game is gigantic. I hope that it takes me hundreds of hours to. Complete. I agree. Yeah. I, with it being their first one. I don't think it will be. I think they'll ramp up to something like that, but I, I do think possibly. the first one might keep it constrained a bit as they as they learn something new. Give give us a strong four, yeah, give us a strong forty hour campaign, and then mm-hmm. and then dump on us something like Blood and Wine on the back end. Oh you man, know what I'm you saying? imagine the DLC being that great? Yeah, yeah that's that's the, that's the standard right there for yeah, me. Yes, Blood and Wine, Blood and, and Wine is the standard, yeah, and a Heart of yeah. Stone. So, but yeah, if they if they can manage to do that, and that's I, I actually look at that's why I said The Witcher Three and. Uh, RDR2 of my game of the generation, by the way, last year. So that because of that, the structure they had for their missions and side missions, I would love for Fable to be as strong with their missions and side missions. So that would be excellent. I, I trust uh, Playground completely. I, and, you know, people often ask, who are who would you say is the best studio at Microsoft? It's hard for me to pick because Playground is one of them. Obsidian, obviously, is one. Yeah. I, I don't know which way to go with that just yet. But Playground hasn't let us down yet. I don't expect them to do so with Fable. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Real quick, I got to shout out three people. We have three new channel members. That's awesome. Ooh. The Collector, 
Wolverine or double X Wolverine double X and Tom from Toonami. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for becoming channel members. That is very, very kind of you here at Double Barrel Gaming. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, Daniel McGee, uh, you're someone that's looking forward to a new fable. Is is uh, being that we haven't heard much, we haven't seen anything except some concept art. Mm-hmm. Does Matt Booty's words uh, comfort you in what is going to be expected to be a huge launch for whenever this game releases? So, I mean, yes and no. I, I wasn't, like, worried about it before, so I don't know that comfort is necessarily the right word. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that I think the fact that he wants to show it off in the studio doesn't just speaks to the level of autonomy that Xbox Studios have, and I think that that's a really good thing, right? right. Like, we hear about all the time right we hear about things like the bioware right like the anthem show uh, trailer got shown off the where it had uh the the what are they called javelins the iron man suits flying and they didn't even have that in the game yet and they were like oh do we need to make these fly right like there's all kinds of things (laughs) like that where we hear about situations where like the devs don't find out about something until the same time that we do right and i think it's really great that probably because of the number of studios that Xbox has, they're able to give their studios more autonomy and the ability to sort of have more control over their own projects. And I think that's really fantastic. Um, In terms of, you know, what I think this game is going to turn out to be, uh, first of all, I think it's going to be fantastic. You know, if you look at just the the level of fidelity that uh, Playground has been able to hit with, with Forza, yeah. It's if they can get even half of that into an open world of some level, then it's going to be absolutely beautiful. The writing Their would be the one thing. skills. Like, yeah, oh, just, I can imagine. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, the the writing I would say is the one area where I'm not concerned about it, but I'm interesting to see what level that hits on because, like uh, I think multiple people have brought up already, it's not really something that they've had to do a whole hell of a lot of uh, for mm-hmm. Playground, but I'm sure that they've hired specifically people to solve oh, yeah. that weakness. Like they're not unaware of the fact that it's not something that they've done a lot of. Um, so I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I love the previous Fable games. There's certain things about it that I hope don't make the transition, like the farting in faces bits like i can do without that Um, what i think that's part of the charm right there (laughs) (laughs) you know there's there's certain things like that that i i feel like we we didn't necessarily need i also think that hopefully i mean it was a 360 game the most recent one so there's obviously a lot of updating needs to be done like you couldn't just drop that same combat system in and have that fly today so i'm really interested to see what this game is and i'm more than willing to let them take however much time they need for it. Um, I think that if they're able to put out something on, it doesn't, I don't even necessarily think it needs to be like a 10 out of 10. Cause like Jesse said, this is their first time that they've been doing something like this. I think if they put out something on the level of like immortals, Phoenix rising where it's really good, but it's not necessarily like game of the year. You know what I mean? I think that that's, that's the level that I'm expecting, but just higher fidelity, better writing you know what i mean yeah no i mean good stuff i mean i i agree with you and i think the writing is going to be key who does that is the question mm-hmm. and uh it's going to be interesting uh mav let's get your opinion on this brother what what what, what are you thought about because again we don't really get a chance to hear from matt booty that often i don't know why that is i don't know if that's a his choice or a microsoft choice because he's busy i mean he is a busy dude he's got 
uh, currently, uh, you know, 23 studios under his uh, uh, leadership. And I don't know if it's just the, you know, I mean, does he oversee everything? We don't know. Uh, but it's, I like hearing from him, especially when he has updates like this, especially when he starts talking about teams working together and the days of a game, AAA games being made by one team or, or thing of the past at Microsoft, which means that they are basically doing what Sony has been doing to great success uh, is having multiple studios work on a said game to get it on, uh, you know, get it out and to get it done right. Uh, what are your thoughts on what he said specifically, though, on Fable? Yeah, I think the most promising thing is that he said he gets it with, you know, with regarding to Fable, you know, because yeah. that was, I think, a lot of people's primary concern originally is like, a, like he said, a racing studio going to make a, a very humorous fantasy based game that's uh, a legendary game in the Xbox community, you know, and trying to re- replicate and, and recreate something that seems so uniquely Lionhead, right, with their with their style. So that's one thing that was uh worrisome at first but then after hearing things out there you know what i mean and um we know people in the community that have potentially worked on this game that have had positive things to say as well (laughs) um i'm being careful and there's a, a lot of really cool stuff that um i think is going on with that game and i think it's uh gonna be a beautiful game if if it's anything to take away from their engine and what they did with uh forza horizon 5 especially uh you can just look at that and if you were to walk around in the in the environment in there it would still be a gorgeous game right even without the racing component it just walking around in the trees and everything there the waterfalls all that stuff it's like wow that's a gorgeous environment and that's a big open world that they did right so they know how to do that. And then the question was the writing and the RPG mechanics and the combat and, and all these things. But hearing his confidence in them and how they um, are able to um, achieve those things with uh, the, that the fact that they get it is promising. The other thing he had alluded to as well uh, in these conversations, because we've heard from him two different situations within the past two weeks, actually. He was doing different interviews, which is great because you don't, like you said, you don't hear from him that much. Um, I believe one was with uh, Larry Herb. He like, did an interview with the podcast, and he also did a sit-down on stage interview somewhere as well. And, yep, the PAX. Um, PAX, PAX, right? Yeah. So uh, at both of those things, he gave different insights, and one of them was the fact of sharing technologies and sharing information between the studios and stuff. And he was giving examples about that, with uh, specifically with like State of Decay and and undead and and then the coalition and yep. working with them and all this all this information and um and there's something we'd always kind of talked about is like i wonder how much the studios are gonna be able to work together and share information and share technologies and um it's it's really cool to see that they have that kind of ecosystem now that think back about just 2016 right and, and the darkest days of xbox you yep. know um it, the think that they'd be in that situation today where they have this suite and it's only going to get grander the more that they add that they can go out there and have all these relationships, all these devs and, and get input from one to the other. And, and uh, they kind of have each other's backs and in, in, in kind of a way, right. It's uh, it's pretty awesome, dude. And um, I don't know when this is going to come out. Uh, even before it was announced, it had been rumored for forever. Right. And uh, people in listening to podcasts, like, you know, 
Podcast Unlocked or some of those other ones out there, they had alluded in interviews like, hey, people had been hinting that the Fable was in development. Fable was in development, right? And I think yeah. at that time, maybe it was in like conception phase, you know, getting like world building type stuff, you know, and and lore, trying to find the right writers, find the right team, you know, trying to put things together. And then it has to go through a couple years of actually getting that together. Then it goes into the hardcore development and they had the new engine and all these different things. So um, maybe it's still two years away. I'm wondering, I, that seems very likely, but I think this is when it comes out, it's going to be special. And I think it's going to elevate playground, which a lot of people just right now, they think of playground is the Forza horizon team. They just think of playground as a racing games team. And they kind of get slighted in that regard when their talent is so amazing. And when this game launches, they will probably become known as one of the top tier developers in the world. I, I highly, I really believe that. Yeah. And I, and I, I and I don't uh, disagree with that statement at all. Uh, listen, everyone had killer points of views, but we have to get to the last topic. And this one, I think both Pong and steel are going to have a lot to say because they talked about this on living split screen. This Friday. Uh, yes, sir. No, I was saying I was going to go. Okay. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so obviously you got a chance to take a look at it yourself. Uh, let me just bring up the story that I have in front of me. Uh, look, Game Pass Friends and Family was just announced for two regions. Uh, I, it's safe to assume that that's going to be announced uh, potentially very soon for the Americas and UK and everywhere else, right? Yeah, I don't know if you saw um, the, the I can't say it, the Italian website that does a lot of back-end scraping on Xbox.com yes. just found yes. the U.S. assets for it. Did Ooh, they? Cool. Oh, my God. They, they, they are ridiculous over there. And yeah, they're Italian. good. Yeah, they find so... The, I, the one, the, what, what, what Jesse's talking about is there's, there's an Italian um, uh, Twitter uh, handle that that originally found and, and and just posted the logo of the friends and family before I don't know how he found it but he he knows how to dig through things and he, well Je- thanks Jesse he just found the US one that is that lo- that's going to launch sooner than later uh and and the reason why I could see it launching sooner than later is uh, Sony just put out uh, uh some information that they're going to have I think it was a GameSpot that did a story uh, that they're going to have uh, more PlayStation 5s available this holiday, which is great for if so, if you don't have a PlayStation 5, and a lot of people don't because they can't find it, don't pay those scalper prices. But what I am getting at, folks, is the, the question that I actually have for the panel, the question that I ha- actually have for the near 450 people that are still here, is alluding to something that Phil Spencer said directly to the CMA. To me, this was a bit of a draw in the line in the sand, and I love it. I love the ballsiness of it because what the CMA had to say was rubbish, utter rubbish, written by a 19-year-old fanboy. It was embarrassing. The fact that whatever Sony said got into those documents that were supposedly written, not cut and paste, for the CMA is mind-freaking-blowing. But Phil Spencer said this in in his response to the CMA. We intend to make Activision Blizzard's much-beloved library of games, including Overwatch, Diablo, and Call of Duty specifically, available in Game Pass to grow those gaming communities. Now, look, folks, I have been talking about this for a while. I have not had a chance to talk talk about it specifically with the people assembled for today's panel. 
And Pong, I'm going to start first with you. Uh, when you and uh, Steele went on a bit of a, a, a of a tangent on <laughs> w- which made it a four hour show, uh, this particular topic of all of them was my favorite because it really does put an exclamation point on what this deal means for Microsoft, but more so what it means for Xbox Game Pass. And one of the things that we saw mentioned in the CMA was that they were concerned that Sony would lose their number one position as market leader, which I can't believe someone actually said in actual documentation for someone that's supposed to be representing the people, but apparently they're in the pocket and they are representing Sony. Um, Xbox Game Pass, I think right now, eats Sony's lunch when it comes to their streaming service. I have their streaming service. I'm a top-tier stream, a streaming service uh, customer. I did it because they offered it for the remainder of my subscription that doesn't end until the end of February, I think it is. Yeah, February 24th, I think it is. I wanted Stray, and Stray is great. I'm enjoying it. This month, they didn't have a new game, and that's fine. But Microsoft has Xbox Game Pass, and it does get new games on a regular basis. Uh, Hell, Death Singer is, is one of them that was confirmed along with everything that's coming this year. It's, it's, it's just bonkers. My question to you, Pong, is will PlayStation gamers, whether that be hardcore or the casual, which I think the more of the casual will be the answer to this question, see that Sony is charging seventy six forty three here in New York for a game, and I'm telling you, Pong, you know this. It's only a matter of time before some kid says to another kid, yo, you're not going to believe it. I just got the new Call of Duty for free. And I'm like, what? What? What are you talking about free? Yeah, this Xbox Game Pass, because uh, Steel actually said that. On the show, people just consider it being free. We don't consider we pay $15 a month because the amount that you get with it, we just equate it to free. Will something like Call of Duty literally be the one that pushes them to the 50 to 60 to 70, 100 million subscribers. Uh, Absolutely. Um, I think that this is inevitable um, at this point. Now there's a lot of different things that could happen along the way that trip them up. Of course, they could do something ridiculous and come out and say, we're raising the game pass to $40 a month and, you know, totally destroy all their momentum. But of course, when you're spending $70 billion um, on one publisher, you're not doing that. Um, you're doing that for a variety of reasons. Um, and specifically, Call of Duty is such a hyper-focused point for so many people because everybody understands right now in this industry what that means to have control of that franchise, right? And, you know, as Steele and I talked about on Saturday, when it comes to this whole regulatory bodies, and, and they all have different perspectives depending on where in the world they are, but the CMA um, you know, obviously the one that that we are focused on now because they, they made the statements public. Um, and to a lot of us, they seem pretty ridiculous. Um, but understanding now the phases and all that kind of stuff, it makes more sense. But who cares if Sony drops out of the number one spot? That's competition. That happens all the time. And Microsoft getting control of Call of Duty and being able to drop it in the Game Pass is going to be a seismic shift at the end of the day. Now, how long that takes, well, who knows? We don't know how fast the ripples will spread. But like you said, Boom, it only takes people outside of this community, right? Because, again, we always forget. We, we break the news here. 
we live the news every single day. We're reading every single tweet. We're reading every single article, trying to guess, trying to have the crystal ball out, trying to project what's going to happen in a lot of cases. But we, we are here in the moment. But the mass majority of people still don't even know that Microsoft and Xbox are buying Activision Blizzard right now, right? They don't know that. It's not going to be until the deal is done. It's all over the news and their friends start talking about it at lunch tables or at work at the water cooler or whatever the case may be that it's going to start to spread. But then, like you said, boom, when that does happen, when the transition happens and we start getting Game Pass uh, or start getting Call of Duty into Game Pass, day and date has been stated and, and i don't think anybody should have been surprised we saw the journalists out here trying to make giant articles oh phil said it's coming to game pass well no duh obviously again of course it's going to come to game pass again you don't spend 70 billion dollars and not put those games in the game pass but once it, that does happen and people start getting used to the idea hey next call of duty is coming out next year it's it's eight months away well, I've got Game Pass. I'm all set. I'm gonna have Call of Duty right in there. And they start telling their friends, Are you getting are you getting Call of Duty? Because we know it's gonna be crossplay, right? We know they're gonna you know, again, crossplay has been a thing now for a while. So there could still be people on PC or people on PlayStation 5 playing with their friends on Xbox. But when they start to go and they go, Hey, are you getting Call of Duty? And and people are gonna be like, Yeah, 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 yeah. I gotta remember to buy that. And and their friends like, Oh yeah, I don't even think about it anymore because I just have it coming to Game Pass. That's going to have an effect because then people are the people that still are not in the bubble who don't understand what this actually means are going to get an explanation through that conversation about what Game Pass is and what it what it means. And then on top of that, they're probably going to be able at that point be able to say, yeah, you can go pick up a Series S for $199 down at Target right now. And then people are going to be like, what? Yeah, 200 bucks. You can play Call of Duty. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, you just buy Game Pass. 10 bucks a month, 15 bucks a month. You got it. That's how that education is going to work. So, yeah, I do believe the seismic shift happens. I think that Call of Duty is obviously not the only piece of this deal by any stretch of the imagination. I think Phil's being real when he says King is the real, you know, I agree. The, the one that they really want here for the mobile side of things. And I think that's because, again, 2 billion, 3 billion people don't reside on consoles, okay? They don't reside on the mainstream, what we consider AAA home runs, that's not where they reside. As big as Call of Duty is, it's not selling, uh, you know, it's not selling you know, nowhere near 2 billion, 3 billion people. So I think the mobile side is the big part. But I think that Call of Duty, along with your Diablos, along with your Overwatches, once that becomes the norm, once everybody associates those games with Xbox, which we know is going to happen, whether they stay multi-plat mm -hmm. or not, matters zero, they become associated with Xbox, the Xbox marketing, all of yep. that stuff. That's when you see the mainstream, when you see the, the normies out there start to yep. realize, well, hey, now that Call of Duty's in there, man, that just that's like the key that goes, okay, so you say I get Call of Duty plus 400 other games? Okay, uh, for how much per month? Okay. I'm in. And then again, on top of the, the family and friends or the friends and family plan with Game Pass, it's going to be so easy for those people to say, hey, I've got one slot open. I've got two slots open on my friends and family pass. Give me five bucks a month through Venmo and you can join yep. my family pass. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. where this is really going. Again, there's much bigger plans for 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the road by Microsoft standards. They're, they already have things set up that they're 
counting on that this Activision Blizzard deal is going to let them do. But Call of Duty is going to be that instant win for them. Um, so I think that that's really where this hits home. And I think that's why everybody's hyper-focused on it. But again, anybody who says Sony can't compete with all Call of Duty marketing deal, look, you're really putting Sony down. And again, just if you want to say, well, they can't be number one anymore, that's a part of competition. Again, nobody cried yep. foul when Sega was forced out of this industry as a console maker. Nobody cried foul then, right? Because I cried understood. foul, but you know, yeah, well, I, of course, so, sorry, so, uh, Sega fans did. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but no. But again, my point being is, is that that's how this industry works. Everyone understands that any competitive industry is this way. If you can't compete. Or if somebody comes along and does it better than you or changes the game like we're seeing Microsoft and Xbox do, then that's just how it goes. And you got to try to figure out how you can do something to bring yourself back up. Again, that's competition. So uh, Call of Duty is a major piece. But yeah, I think, boom, at the end of the day, this is going to be that defining moment of this generation when this ABK deal goes through and and game pass gets all of these games and they can finally start dropping call of duty number one this is the defining moment of the gen and i think it will change the landscape going forward that by the end of the generation i could easily see 75 million game pass subscribers i mean i, yep. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility at all yep good stuff brother uh listen uh still right before we bring you in on the conversation james 176 who's been a member for 27 months wow james thank you so much for the support he says good afternoon every uh he says uh good afternoon everyone if callisto protocol comes to xbox game pass that's a game changer indeed it is uh highlander 001 drops a very generous five dollars super chat and has been a channel member for two months he says uh, Phil, uh, Spencer, Matt Booty, Sarah, and Aaron Greenberg. This is the team that got Zenimax and now Activision into Microsoft ecosystem. Great job, indeed. And Tim the Sorcerer, who's been a member for two months, says, um, uh, I Still Rain is going to play in VR when living split screen reaches 1K. <laughs> I love it. I, I love putting out the challenges. Uh, uh, Steel Rain, let's get your opinion on this, brother. This is... You guys talked about this specifically in a really big topic on what yeah. Call of Duty means. Uh, do, can you see a world where a lot of the normies or the casual audience that that has boosted Sony's 117 plus million PS4s, mm-hmm. do you see them looking over the t- over the uh, other side of the fence? But then that grass is pretty green over there, and it's much cheaper. What are they going to move minds and hearts? Uh, I think they will 100%. I mean, again, if the writing is just on the wall, as we've seen with other subscription services. I mean, the main reason that I say which the content that you get within Game Pass, you kind of get, you kind of look at free, especially when it's new games, especially where it's just new content overall, um, is that fact in itself, right? You don't look at your Netflix. I mean, I know there's some people are, um, but for most consumers, um, because it's like a... It's part of your entertainment, right? You know, it's like TV back in the day or internet now. You don't think about it. You have to have it. It's considered as part of your bills. And I think the same thing could happen with Game Pass, right? Mainly because my angle has always been their main difference. And this is the reason I don't like the comparison to Netflix or Disney is that TV is very different from gaming. Um, Gaming is a, I mean, they're both time investments for sure, but with gaming there's uh there's not only a time investment there's a you get an emotional connection you get a whole different world you get the experience a piece of art that 
took years to to make or to, to develop and that's also time hundreds of hours in one game potentially um that you spend within this world and once you've done something like that even if that one person comes in for call of duty because i know that's the main thing that people come back to oh uh you only sell those kinds of consoles and people are only going to want that if you can get all uh, your sports games and then call of duty in there okay perfect and that's exactly fine and that's exactly what that model is going to do it is going to pull people that way but it's going to attract even more of an audience because what the fam with the family plans also going to do or incorporate at least is that word of mouth getting more people as part of the service even though i'm not because another angle that people may look at it as um, well, those people are only paying five bucks a month. Xbox is just about to inflate their numbers uh, with this family plan thing. They're going to have uh, five people under one subscription. And it's like, okay, I mean, you can look at it that way. But at the same time, because they were either able to get in for free or they got in with the five dollars, uh, if you want to use the family plan for that they're going to end up spending money in other places. It's been proven. Um, just because Game Pass is a thing and it's become this hot commodity um, here as of late and seems to be only ballooning more, doesn't mean you still can't buy games, right? You're, you, you, still, you have Netflix and Hulu and everything, but it doesn't prevent you from going to the movies all the time. It doesn't prevent you from getting yep. that DVD if you're into that. Um, so you still have those options available to you. So the more options that you can give your consumer, the more options that you can give those 3 billion people, if that's the goal that you're trying to reach, the easier it is to um, boost up your economy, right? Uh, yeah. The main proponent that I can use for this is Amazon. Uh, there was a stat that I, that I heard earlier on the day, and I can't remember the numbers now, but um, apparently there's a majority of the people, at least in America, who have an Amazon Prime account, right? And I'm and I can imagine there's a lot of people who don't think about that, um, or think about their Prime membership at all because you're using it all the time. Two day delivery, yeah. Why why wouldn't I want that instead of getting it five days later? It's little things like that. That might be something small, but that one thing made it worth it enough for you to also, now you got Amazon Prime, you're watching videos on there, now you're part of that ecosystem. Oh, there's other movies I can rent in here? Oh, yeah, let me rent a movie for a night. Mind you, you're not renting movies for days at a time. You're renting movies for 24 hours sometimes. So there's just so much potential going up this. It's like a roller coaster ride, and we're getting closer and closer and closer to the top um, with, with Xbox, because ex especially with them just having their their pulse, their hand on the pulse of this digital era, the golden age of gaming um, that me and Paul talk about all the time. And the more value that you can put in the face of the consumer, again, Call of Duty is one, but like we mentioned in our show on Live a Split Screen, it's not the main proponent. It is going to draw people in because, again, like you mentioned, boom, it all it takes is word of mouth. Hey, you know, I got to, I got to, I got to pre-order that game. I got to buy it over here. Oh, really? Oh, I, I got it in Game Pass. I want you to come be part of Game Pass. Or, or like you also said, boom, well, I got, I got an extra space. Come on through, Timmy. Um, I'm, I'll ask my mom later when we get home from school or whatever the case may be, and then it just escalates from there. And I can only say that as someone who kind of saw the ebbs and flows of multiplayer gaming and how that affects the not only how that affects a mass audience of people right yep. um just being part of that environment and everything so uh, that's kind of my take on this one and good stuff as always jesse let's get your opinion on this obviously you know you guys talked a lot about this on xbox era uh i i 
I, I mean, the writing is on the wall. Uh, Steels uh, and Pong are, are like literally on point with this. But you know, one of the things that a lot of people don't talk about, you know, when you when you're saying that what the the success that came with Sony last gen was the casual audience. The casual audience only buys anywhere between uh, two and four games per year. Four games being like the maximum. Uh, and what four games are there? They'll buy a Madden. They'll buy a Call of Duty. They'll buy a Battlefield. They'll buy a Grand Theft Auto. Maybe they'll buy a Spider Man because you know it's the you know they're you know Spider Man is the zeitgeist of of you know of of the culture. Um, but but they ruled the roost, so to speak, for Sony. Uh, in the last generation, where I think there's a good shot that Microsoft could see the exact same success, especially with Call of Duty in Game Pass. Do you see it playing out like that? I think the main... There's just a difference, really, between Xbox, Sony, and Nintendo in the way they're going to approach the future. Um, Sony is shifting to more service stuff, like a lot of their deals and... Um, new studios and stuff they're getting are not focused on big single-player tentpoles that take seven years to be made. Um, for Xbox um, and with Game Pass, it's not like Game Pass keeps it so you can't buy games. In fact, Phil says, and people always seem to have a hard time believing it, he says that people spend more money than ever when they have Game Pass because like, they're in the ecosystem. So, But I Call of Duty's big. There, there's no getting around that. But it's also it's a big part of a pie that we're all really used to. Like, even the PlayStation 4 being its enormous console that outsold the Xbox 2 to 1, even the Switch being this just mega monster, they still have a ceiling. Like, they're not going to get past or to where PC and mobile gaming can also add on. And I think that's actually, that's by far the biggest, like, growth vectors, to use a uh, a business term. Focusing on mobile with, and Call of Duty console isn't the big thing for Call of Duty, money-wise the big thing for call of duty money-wise is call it's call of duty mobile not the console version so that and the king stuff are the biggest money makers for them on um in this acquisition the biggest growth drivers for pc game pass especially with blizzard being such a iconic enormous pc company getting things like overwatch 2 um getting perks for world of warcraft getting diablo 4 like these areas where they can grow the most are going to be the perks for mobile stuff, which includes Riot next year, which I think is actually going to be their biggest driver. Dude, that's going to be the, the, that, that's a lot of people forget about that Riot deal. That is going to be monster. the value on that one's crazy. You yeah, it is. Every every hero in pretty much every game they make, which is yep. many hundreds of dollars, as if not thousands. Perks. Yeah, um, the the pushing PC pushing mobile is their main the main area they're trying to grow because i think they know these deals they've already done along with the growing their own first party is already going to push their console stuff pretty much about as hard as it can go because we know the the ceiling on console you're never going to do more than 120 130 million consoles even if you're number one and going off crazy like nintendo does um you can get way bigger than anyone's ever been if you can combine doing well on console, they don't have to be the best. They just have to do really well, be more competitive on console, but start dominating on PC, which is literally their own platform. It's always been funny that they have struggled so much on it. Um, and, and mobile is bigger than anything by far, by a massive factor. So Call of Duty Mobile, um, 
I mean, they've already got Minecraft, which is one of the biggest mobile games, and people don't really think about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that it's definitely trending that way. It's only going to get added to. They're just yeah. they're going to keep grabbing companies, and they might not always be the ones that we as console gamers are really into, like a Capcom or a WB. Even if they are something like a Crafton, like PUBG Mobile's an enormous game in getting that South Korean and Japanese audience. Well, that, is, that's where they were. That's really where yeah. they, they were struggling. They and Phil has said uh, specifically they want to make a big dent there, and it, they're they're, they're mm-hmm. working on it. Yeah, they've done. They're doing really well in the West. There's a reason the PlayStation Five didn't go up in price in America. It's because it's the most competitive market. It's like they know they're doing really well here. And so the areas they can really grow are going to end up being Europe and Asia. Like, and and Phil's talked a lot in the past about Africa and other different places you don't think of. So I yep. do think by the by the time, say this decade ends, it's going to have gone in a direction none of us would have thought of because they are really just so much bigger than we can comprehend that their aspirations can be so much more than we've ever seen before. So yeah, yes, I, do I think it's going to change. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Uh, let's get in uh, Daniel McGee. Daniel, what are your thoughts on this, brother? I mean, this is this is a game changer, no pun intended. Uh, uh, but how big of a deal do you think this is going to be? It, it, is the casual audience going to be Microsoft's biggest success in this generation? Absolutely. Right. I think that, and I apologize if you can hear the lawnmowers in the background. They're circling no, okay. around my apartment like <laughs> the least intimidating motorcycle gang of all time. Uh but uh, yeah, so I think that this is sort of what, what we've been talking about off and on for a really long time in, in the Xbox community is people keep throwing at us like, what does Xbox have that competes with God of War? Like these big blockbusters. And it's like, at the moment, nothing. Um, maybe Hellblade, we'll see. But that's not where the money is. That's not where the players are. You need to go to the casual audience you need to have something like king if you can get call of duty that's massive right getting people on mobile or or wherever the the players are that's how you grow your company that's how you hit three billion gamers like phil spencer was almost laughed out of the room for having said right like these are the the steps to make xbox a global brand on the level of no one else right this is what needs to happen for that to be reality. It, when we talk about Call of Duty being dropped into Game Pass, which will happen, I don't know if it'll happen, you know, next year or the year after, I'm not sure what the contracts are, but when that starts happening, it's going to be a seismic shift. It, it might not happen overnight necessarily, but that's one of the games that people people who are not listening to this podcast know what call of duty is you know what i mean like and and activision has a handful of those right or activision blizzard right if i go up to my sisters and i start talking about world of warcraft or candy crush or call of duty they know what those are i can go up to my parents and i can talk about those three things and they know what they are right like they are on a different level than almost anything else and so the ability to lock that down to a platform, well, to not necessarily lock it down, I guess, but to to keep it in your ecosystem, to have it, you know, more attractive there, that's going to bring people in on such a large scale that, it, I mean, we're, we're going to see PlayStation fall into second, if not 
third place. And I, I didn't get to uh, to talk about the CMA thing uh, yet. So if you don't mind, I think I'm going to I'm going to go on a little bit about that. The, the fact that the CMA came out against that and they were talking about how, oh, PlayStation doesn't have a way to compete with Call of Duty. That's just factually not true. I feel, feel like the CMA and a lot of people who have been talking about this same subject need to understand the difference between competing and beating. There are so many shooters and so many different things in this genre that compete with Call of Duty. Just because they're not as big, just because they don't make as much, much money, doesn't mean that they're not competition. Look at things like theme parks, right? What's Disney World's competition? Six Flags? A, a, a bounce castle that your uncle set up? Like, what? what is Disney World's competition, right? It's it doesn't become an issue for the CMA to step in until it becomes a, a monopoly or it becomes something that is hurtful to either competition or the consumer. Or and consumers, if you can't prove yeah. that it's one of those things, then there is no reason to be stepping in. Now, of course, I don't know anything about these big mergers and acquisitions. I'm not a lawyer in that front. So I, I you know, I defer to people like Hoglaw. Right. And he was not surprised to see this go to stage two. And so I guess we probably shouldn't be surprised either. But the way that they worded that was absolutely ludicrous to me. 100%. Ridiculous. Yep. Well, it's, I mean, listen, uh, great points on both the CMA and on, on what Microsoft intends to do with Call of Duty and and, and what they intend to do with everything else. Uh, anything else you'd like to add before I move on to uh, Mav? Oh, no, sorry. Oh, no, that's okay, brother. Mav, let's get your opinion on this. Listen, you 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 play a lot of online stuff with with a lot of people from the community. In fact, right after the show, you're probably going to go play some Battlefield with the rest of the guys, and that's awesome. But in your opinion, w- watching this transpire, how, how how has Microsoft tapped the vein? Are they going to be able to move the people that uh, that really move the needle for Sony last generation? And uh, bring them over to Xbox and make them Xbox gamers with uh, Call of Duty in Game Pass. Yeah, I think um, overall, all, all of this is going to drive people. I mean, that's what, the, what they're whole, all, doing all of this for, right? I mean, that's the whole purpose of this is growing their ecosystem. Yeah, and their ecosystem is Game Pass now. I mean, it's not a, it's not just a device. It's not just an Xbox. They have an ecosystem that has grown to be on all these different devices. You can, you know, point to the friends and family thing and all these different things they're doing, which I believe was a necessity to get to where they need to go with uh, growing that to as many consumers as they want to reach. Right. Um, Call of Duty is that one of those names. Right. This is why call it, This is why PlayStation doesn't want to lose it. Uh, it is an identity for them to have that associated with their brand. Right. So it bring, brings people automatically to them just for the name Call of Duty. And when Xbox has that behind them, they're going to be able to put it on their commercials, right? You're going to be able yep. to put it on their boxes. You're going to be able to put it on their uh, cards for, you know, gifts for like a three-month trial to, or a three-month uh, gift to Game Pass Ultimate. Or you're going to be able to do all of these different things. You're going to be able to, and it's not just Call of Duty. It's all these other things are getting as well. You Overwatch, you know, uh, Diablo, um, things that appeal to so many different gamers. And, and it's, it goes into all the different genres, all the different variety and everything uh, that they're adding is just going to increase 
the amount of people that are going to give Game Pass a chance. And because yep. uh, once you get that one person that's like, okay, you know what? I've been downplaying this thing. I haven't been paying attention. I've been happy buying my one or two games a year on this box, and I've been happy. But you know what? Like that game, I can save money if I if I just do that, right? I don't even need a console. You know, you just sign up, pay fifteen bucks. I get to play the game. You try it out. Why not? You know, it's uh, it's worth a shot. And then, oh, oh my God, there's 400 other games. Like Pong was saying earlier, there's like 400 other games in here. Like, oh, what's this coming out next week? Right? That's how you get like people in these ecosystems. Like Netflix will get you with Stranger Things, right? And then hope they get you on the next show uh, that they have and the next thing. And they and there's always something there to try and grab you. And uh, that they got to make it as appealing as possible. This year's hurt a little bit because it's just a general lack of AAA big-time games this year across the industry not just xbox uh but overall once this onslaught happens and then you have these other massive games and then uh jesse was talking about the riot games as well for pc that's just adding another layer of type of gamer that's not currently in the ecosystem right so they're get they're appealing to people that and this this offends some xbox gamers sometimes because we're like oh why don't I just want this. I want this. Why aren't they doing it for me? You know, because they've so much focus on other things at times. Right. But the reason they have that focus is because guess what? A lot of us, they already have sold, right? We're already buying the Xbox. We're already buying the games. We're already subscribed to game pass. They need to get the other people that aren't already in the ecosystem into it. Right. So doing big deals like Activision Blizzard is part of that but also doing the Riot Games uh, deal and, and then doing all these other deals like they did with Fortnite, making it to where you can play that on the cloud without even having to sign up is getting people into the ecosystem. I think they had said like 2 million uh, new users or something like that that had not have been associated with Xbox previously uh, just from that alone. Uh, so they're just making moves, moves, and moves, getting more and more people used to the brand and used to the ecosystem that's what it's all about and it's just going to get easier and easier to make that happen um especially when sony's i mean let's be real right now sony's struggling right like and not they're struggling with their with their market you know not just not their not the console the console's selling out right their their games still sell pretty well right now and um it doesn't have the attach rate necessarily that they want but they have a huge game coming out later this year but overall year to date their market is like 40% down 40 40% now i know the whole market is down uh, across across the board pretty much but that's more than any of the other major platform holders right that's it. that's more than most publishers as well uh so and what's what's sony's biggest money maker playstation right so there's a lack of confidence in that system that they've had for so long where they've been just buying exclusivity as their number one brand recognition and way of bringing people in raising prices doing this doing that you know um is kind of being seen as as some as anti-consumer where microsoft is out there pitching the hey provide value for everybody more people can play uh more bang for your buck you're gonna get all of these games day one as well so yeah it's gonna drive a massive amount of success way more than we've already even seen which I, game pass is already a success in yeah. my opinion right 
It's already transformed the industry. It's already changed the industry. But once this flow gets going, yeah, in, in 2023, yep, we've been saying it for a couple of years now. Ever since Game Pass started, and when we saw the uh, what they were doing with acquiring these studios and all, all these projects started getting in the works, and then once they announced Fable and and once they uh, those games like that, once they acquired Zenimax Bethesda as well, and they got Starfield, and you know Elder Scrolls Six is coming in the future, and all that stuff. It doesn't matter if those games are exclusive or not, even. It matters that they're in Game Pass. Yep. Because That's the guess true what? Exclusive. In yeah, itself. yeah. The Game Pass is the exclusive is the exclusive part of Xbox because if all you need to do is pay that one price per month, you get access to all those games. And no matter if a game shows up on another platform or not, you saved money. And guess what? The consumer cares about most their wallet. Over anything else, the consumer cares about their wallet and their personal finances more than anything else. And if you can get the quality and get the value, then that's a win-win, right? Yeah. So that's what it, that's where it's headed, and it's it's going to make a big impact. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Uh, let me get to our Infinite's final uh, uh, opinion on this. We'll get everyone out of here. I want to thank over nearly 500 people here today. Infinite Umbra, give us your 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 take on this. How big of a deal is this going to be? Uh, and are PlayStation gamers going to move over to Xbox? Can Call of Duty do that on its own? Yeah, uh, you know, the thing is, Call of Duty doesn't have to do it alone, boom. That's yep. the beautiful thing about this with them getting ABK. Because now you have Diablo 4 to contend with. You have Wild, excuse me, Wild to contend with. You have, you know, so many other games uh, if, the, if Microsoft utilizes them properly to contend with uh from crash to everything else so it's not even just call of duty call of duty will be the main factor more than likely but it's not even just that the the biggest point though is like what mav pointed out too is the cost of the cost of things mav made a tweet a while ago he said uh you know sony's stock is going down and such he said what do you think caused that i jokingly said 70 dollars games but i don't i you know i don't quite think it's a joke either I, people underestimate because we we're so used to the to the fanboys on Twitter who will you know call us welfare gamers if you play on Game Pass and you know they hype up their pockets like they're you know like their money bags, but these dudes are struggling too. And I mean we've come across the the guys who said it, and next thing you know they have a, a a Kickstarter asking for money for you know to pay their rent. So the thing is. At the end of the day, it does come down to cost effectiveness and money that you're saving. It does come down to your pockets, no matter what anybody else tells you. And having this family plan like this only goes to 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 shore up that value that you get with Game Pass. There is no there is no way around it. Uh, and if they can keep up that quality as far as first party and things like that go and third party that they bring to it, it's undeniable. Uh, I do believe that Microsoft will eventually take market share from Sony. Uh, by the end of this gen, they'll probably yep. take their place. I can imagine if they continue on with this uh, the way they are, and you know, um, try as the CMA may. Uh, I don't think it's anything they can do about that. But you know, you know, just coming back to it, I, I think even the the bigger question is is I mean, because if you look at like you look at the 360 and the PS4, the switch to the PS4, most abandoned Xbox One because the you know microsoft didn't seem behind the games for that yep. and and clearly they showed it with the 
the the console they gave us hey it was weaker than the ps4 uh it, it they had the box with the uh connect they didn't like that you know what i mean and then whole DRM, drm situation didn't help either so all of those things hurt it but and it was called it cost more too so all of that comes down to point out that once you give us what we want as far as a more powerful console they've done that with the series x give us something more affordable with the series s and game pass and quality which they're clearly working at it's a winning combination so absolutely i think that xbox will be taking a bit of sony's uh lunch when it comes to that type of thing absolutely yeah no good stuff ladies and gentlemen that is going to do it for your tuesday edition of the xbox factor podcast the panel completely knocked it out of the park let's get our guests first and then we'll get everyone the rest uh, the heck out of here jesse from xbox era sell the channel's brand brother tell everyone where they can subscribe and check out john and nick and yourself and obm each and every week on the xbox era and where can people reach out to you on social media to strike up a conversation we are xboxera.com it's all listed up at the top it's youtube.com forward slash xbox era we do tons of reviews um that's my main thing every sunday or sorry every saturday i'm thinking of next time every saturday at 6 p.m xbox era um youtube.com for chess xbox era xbox era podcast our main thing of the week and you can see i mean everything i do is just on twitter.com for slash xbox era xbox era thank you brother appreciate that real quick shooter 2853 says congratulations old man well deserved for uh for the 10k thank you with the five dollars super chat definitely appreciate that brother uh, and uh, Steel Rain, sell the brand Go! on Saturday. I mean, we talk about it all the time, but maybe some <laughs> people don't know that you and Pong are on the hunt for 1K. Love to yes. see you guys hit it this year. You deserve it because of the work that Thanks, you do. Man. Talk about loving split screen. Talk about being live at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time each and every Saturday for three and sometimes four-hour shows. And where can people reach out to you on social media? Well, to start off with, I do want to say, look, the three to four hour shows, I'm, I want to tell you guys, it's not intentional. Um, It's just me and Paul, we just got a <laughs> lot to talk about, and we come from so many different angles and have such open conversations. I, I think that's why I really coined that viewpoint of taking the RTS view, yeah. as gamers should know, real-time strategy, you pulling yourself out of the world, looking at the darker crevices in the map, pulling your resources together, and just building that foundation, building that base up, and having an open conversation, because it is about potentially reaching that 3 billion gamers or whatever's going to open up our uh, our ecosystem, right? Um, but, yeah, man, I um, appreciate for the little bit of shout out there. But every Saturday, me and my brother from another Pong do host a podcast called Living Split Screen. Um, it's a non-console-centric platform. Uh, we talk about everything that's going on within the industry, and we add a lot of personal flair to it. Um Come check it out, man. We are on that road to 1K again. We get to 1K. I'm I'm playing Callisto Protocol day one, guaranteed, <laughs> and I'll stream it. Um, again, I think it's going to be really interesting because uh, when I tell you guys Dead Space was a limit for me, playing Callisto, especially after this most recent gameplay, I'm going to be on the edge of my seat, man. So definitely, I think that's going to be a really fun time for a lot of people. Um, and then other than that, man, uh, you can find me. I make it real easy for everybody. Steel Rain. But it's I still rain I the T is a seven everywhere. Typing in Google, you're guaranteed to find me. I look, my wife didn't believe me. I'm telling you guys, I've done the research, typing in uh Twitter, Facebook, uh Xbox, PlayStation, PC, it don't matter. 
type it and you'll find me. Greatly appreciate your room for inviting me on. Another fantastic time with the brothers on here. And uh, man, y'all stay safe. Enjoy the rest of your day. Yes, you as well. And as great as what you said is interesting, I want that challenge for Pong So. I want Pong So playing with <laughs> headphones in the dark no, and recording bro. it the way IGN used to spook there. there, there. You want to kill me, boom. You want to kill me. Just say it. Oh, so listen, Pong, so you're on a lot of shows, brother. You bring a great energy to each and every one that you're on. I'm honored to work with you when we can. Obviously, you know, you're not here each and every week because of work, but you do bring a very unique and fun way to think about the industry in everything that you do. Sell your brand, brother. Tell everyone where they can find you on other shows. And more importantly, where can people find I reach out to you on social media. Uh, the honor is all mine, Boom. You know that, brother. Nothing but love and respect for you and everything you do over here. You gave, you were one of the first ones to give me a shot when I jumped <laughs> into this community, man. And I'm forever grateful for that. But uh, this was great to be back on Factor. I miss being here on Tuesdays. I wish things were different, but they're not. So, like you say, real life happens. Got to pay the bills. But uh, I will jump in here anytime I do have the opportunity. And it was great Dang. to be back on here with all my brothers. I've heard way too much steel and Mav, but that's probably going to continue today anyways uh, as we hop into some battlefield. But it was great to be on here with Jesse and Daniel McGee and, of course, Umbra. You guys know what it is. Uh, Respect everything you guys bring to the community and to these shows as well. Um, But this was awesome. Chat, you guys were all amazing. Had some shenanigans in there, but everybody handled it very well. Appreciate you all for coming out and supporting us and uh, giving us all the love as well each and every week on all of these shows. You can find me Pong Soul, Xbox Pong Soul on Twitter. Uh, you can find me Thursday night on PM in the PM over on Fun Speculations channel. Another two-man show, but Mav's got some great guests lined up for the next few weeks, including this week as our brother from another Psychonauts joins us Thursday night. Uh, be there 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 o'clock Central Time. Great, great show. Mav and I just catch up during the week and have a conversation along with the chat as well. A lot like what Steele and I do on Saturday. So be there. And then back at it, Xbox Ultimate Fun Speculations Channel Friday nights where we go left. We laugh a lot, but we still talk some gaming too. Great way to end your Friday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time. And my hype man already took care of Saturday here. So join me and my brother from another steel every Saturday. We only do one show a week on that channel. That's why we're growing slow, but we're growing steady. We just passed 600. We are trying to get to that 1K goal by the end of the year. I know a lot of people show up here on Boom's channel. Guys, check us out. Again, three plus hours, normally four hours on a Saturday. Don't have to spend the whole time with us. You can break it up like Boom does. I do. Yes. Listen, we're going to have a great time, though. Steele and I just love to talk, and we talk about all the industry, not just any one console or piece of plastic or anything like that. So be there Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 o'clock Central Time, 3 p.m. BST time. Love to see you guys join in. Um, And then otherwise, Saturday nights, the Shop Podcast PTK Blams channel, where myself – of course, PTK, and our other brother, Fuzzy Belvedere. We usually have a guest on, but we have had a few shows where it's just us three. But the interesting thing is PTK lets you guys take over the second half of the show. So bring your questions 
and throw them in the chat and we'll talk about them. So uh, that's a great way to end your Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time. Otherwise, it is the golden age of gaming people. You got to understand this. I know a lot of people like to downplay it, say things back in the day were better, all that kind of stuff. Listen, as a gamer has been doing this for four decades now, this is the time to be alive, to be gaming. So get out there, enjoy it, play what you love, love what you play. And I'll talk to you all real, real soon. Absolutely. Daniel McGee, sell your brand, brother. Talk about your channel where you can get really detailed, uh, sometimes as long as 30-minute videos, which are fantastic and well-researched. And where can people reach out to you on social media? Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Daniel J. McGee or on YouTube at Daniel McGee. That's Daniel MCG, just like it says here in the box if you're watching live. Uh, I'm working on a video right now about uh, how PlayStation feels like they're kind of throwing this generation. I don't know when that's going to be out. Hopefully in the next couple of days. Uh, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with it and getting may, maybe a little bit messy, uh, but <laughs> that'll be the next one. So come on by, hit subscribe. Uh, getting real close to 500 subscribers, and I'm, I'm hoping to hit that by the end of the year. So I would love to see you. Yep, everyone's uh, everyone's information. All you gotta do is click it. Click it twice. Click it once to get in there. Click it once to, uh, a second time to subscribe. You can find it nice and easy in all the show notes. And Daniel, thank you so much for that. Mav, let's get you out of here, brother. Sell your brand, brother. You had a lot of a lot of shows that you're on that you do for your channel, Fun Speculation. Where can people sub your channel? Let's help you get past. Are you are you at two K yet, or are you past it? No, oh, twenty six. Yeah, we're at twenty six. So we are. Now. You're, you're yeah. moving to three. So let's get to the, there. Let's get let's get him to three k, folks. Come on, he does a lot of good work for this community, and uh, him and his wife do a great job being a part, a big part of it. Uh, sell your brand, brother. Talk about it. Yeah, check it out over. Uh, check us out over at Fun Speculation. Um, it's on YouTube, and we do multiple shows, like kind of like Boom here. You know, he's inspiration to us all, as you know. <laughs> uh, but we do have a Monday show called FSP Fun Speculation Podcast. That's at 10 p.m. Eastern. Thursday show is Pong Soul and I, and we uh, go deep diving into some topics. Usually, uh, it's been a busy last couple of weeks, so we covered a lot of stuff yeah. last couple of weeks. Uh, and we have a great time on that show. That's 7 p.m. Eastern on Thursdays. And Friday nights is Xbox Ultimate Podcast at 9 p.m. Eastern. Also, I stream games a lot over on the channel. So check out some of our gameplay. Um, you can check out some of those Battlefield streams we've been talking about. And uh, You'll be co-streaming some of the shows this week, too, right? Yes. On Friday, um, we have the uh, D23 uh, Expo. is going to be covering that. with the. Uh, they have a gaming showcase. And there will be... A new game revealed. It is guaranteed that we are going to see Amy Hennig's yes. new game from Skydance Media. And that's a, a Marvel ensemble game. So I'm super excited about that. So check out uh, that stream. And that'll be uh, Friday uh, early in the day at some point. Um, and then Saturday, the Assassin's Creed Ubisoft Forward Showcase is going to have a lot of stuff there. We'll be covering that. Uh, we do lots of different things. I try and do, cover as much as possible. But, um, you know. Okay, and boom is boom is the is the OG with the, with this trying to do all these different shows and stuff. So I uh, appreciate you, boom, everybody here. It was an awesome show. Um, and chat, rock, you rock, also. And yeah, yeah. Sony is so Sony is struggling. I'm just gonna add that again to the chat. Yeah, no, somebody nothing, doesn't believe it. Yeah, no, they, they are, they are, and uh, they'll they'll learn the ways of the force very soon. Uh, last and no way least, Infinite Umbra. 
who his name was stolen by Risk It for the Biscuit for uh, the uh, <laughs> Xbox Ult Infinite podcast. At least that's what I've been told. I can't confirm or deny. Infinite, sell your brand, brother. Talk about <laughs> where they can have that show on Friday evenings and your incredible crew over there. And more importantly, where can people reach out to you on social media? Oh, yes. Tell the truth. Shame the devil. Boom. You you did. You're doing the Lord's work. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. You guys can find me on uh, on Twitter under Umber Infinite or Infinite Umber. You'll find me either way. Uh, I want to thank you all in the chat. And of course, the panel members here and our guests and, and more like our, our sixth man uh, still reign mm-hmm. right here. You know, for always coming through and, and laying down a business with your takes, man. Uh, uh, yeah, appreciate you guys. And boom, of course, you, my man, for being the greatest toast and, and um, you, bringing son. us into the fold. Absolutely. Uh, your Mortal Kombat footage, by the way, took me by surprise when I was talking about that last topic. I saw the girl <laughs> seize, like, seesawing you with that sword. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Because I haven't played Mortal Kombat in a long time. I'm like, oh, yeah, man. this this is this is this is the most brutal game I I've see. ever seen. Like, it's quite crazy. Violent. Yes, quite violent. Oh, but anyway, seriously, uh, you guys can also find me under my uh, so-called named podcast, Infinite uh, Xbox Infinite Podcast on Fridays. Uh, by the way, we have a really good guest this week, a really big time guest. We have Dealer. Not excuse me. Oh, we, we don't have Dealer. Oh my. We have. We have Randall Thor. Oh, listen, that's just as big as Dealer, <laughs> in my go. opinion. Absolutely. I just want to hype you all up really quick. No, but we got Rand. I got a, my Shot Town brother coming through, and uh, so it's nice. going to be a really good one. Um, we we're probably talking about uh, Chicago food and things like that. So you all should come and Barbie and, games. Uh, well, yeah, my little pony game. That Barbie or a pony? One of the two yeah. is coming out. My- you know, I got to get my achievement score up, too. So it's probably that. And you all can find us on that on Fridays at 8 o'clock Eastern. And, of course, you'll find me here on uh, Tuesdays at 12 o'clock Eastern for you guys. Yeah, well, listen, thank you so much for that. Real quick, uh, Super Chat came in from The Collector, who is a new channel member. Thank you so much for that. He says, so disgusted by Sony's bad attitude that I will never give them a penny. How do you feel about how uh, how do you feel about it as PlayStation owners? I, I don't like the bad behavior. I, I just I just think the disingenuousness of of Sony, especially with the way they rake their player base over the coal, and some people just continue to take it with a smile is unacceptable. Uh, but again, listen, a big shout out to everyone that tuned in. Thank you so much for making this another successful Xbox Factor podcast. I want to thank all the super chats that came in, the new channel members that have come in through today. Big shout out to you. And of course, I'm going to close out the show, folks, with something that's important to me. Hopefully one day be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids. And he would say, son, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, son. I can guarantee you you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. We'll see you next week on the newest episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast.